Thank you so much for tuning into the Big Honker Podcast. Listen, we got a couple things going on right now. If you head over to our Patreon, it is super easy to find. Patreon.com and type in the Big Honker Podcast. Get signed up in there. It's three bucks a month, and we are going to have a major giveaway. Uh, can we announce that yet? Uh, no, not yet. But we not are yet. We're doing a giveaway right now. We're giving away a two-man goose hunt for November 4th and 5th. Okay. With lodging and meals right now, you've got to be a member of the Patreon, and then you need to invite another member of Patreon to join join you. So the two of you together, and it's going to be a giveaway, a two-man goose hunt for November 4th and 5th, which is our opening weekend at Stanfield Hanging Outfitters. I do have some dates still available. November is lights out, shooting some trophy specs. I've got uh, Monday and Tuesday before Thanksgiving still available, and I've got think i have one weekend available too i think the november 17th 18th weekend is available anyways look me up holler at me at stanfieldhunting.com or you can call me in the office 940-658-3172 and also july 20th we will release the second season of the first family of waterfowl on our youtube channel Uh, a lot of people don't know about our youtube channel head over to youtube the big honker podcast and our entire library. If we record a podcast, the video portion goes up to YouTube. Season one is up there now. If you'll just scroll down on our homepage, it is already pulled out. So all you got to do is click on it. There's four episodes this year. There will be more than four episodes. And uh, we're very, very excited about what we're going to bring you in season two. So go check those things out. Also, go check out Boss Shot Shells. If you are not shooting Boss by now, You are missing out on a major advantage. It only takes one. It is copper-plated bismuth, so the physics behind it all makes sense. It travels further, faster, for longer. So um, check them out, BossShotShells.com. The brand-new War Chief is coming out soon, and you can get that shipped straight to your door. You're not going to find them in any big box stores. It's all direct-to-consumer, keeps the price in check, and affordable for... You great hunters out there. So the War Chief is going to have a new buffering system, and it is going to keep a tighter pattern, more pellets on target at greater distances. So when that comes out there, I'm telling you, you're going to want to get a hold of it. So also, check them out at Boss Shot Shells. And the sub gauges for the older guys. Yep. If you're an older person and you're 60 plus years old and your shoulders are wore out from working hard all the time, go get the sub gauge, get you a 28 gauge. You can hunt with all your buddies, kill everything they're doing, the same knockdown power. And Boss makes the best sub-gauge loads there are. So anyways, check them out at BossShotShells.com. We have a brand new sponsor, Hemp Hill Farm. You can save money. BHP will save you 20% off at checkout. They are a CBD company. We had Patrick Nelson on not too long ago, and he told us why he started this. And his sister passed away from ovarian cancer, and they got involved in CBD as a pain management. And that's Hemp Hill Farms. That's H-E-M-P Hemp hill like hill h-i-l-l farm is p-h-a-r-m like pharmacy hemphillfarm.com 20 percent off your next order using bhp at checkout and it is all cbd and all it's legal to ship to all states but i'm telling you right now it's good stuff i take one at sleep every night helps me sleep at night you get the ouchies you can rub the roll on on you immediate help hemphillfarm.com next we are brought to you by pacific calls and Right now, you can save money with them, too. We have a promo code with them. BHP25 saves 25% off at checkout. My favorite call, my favorite goose call is the BA Lesser call. They did an absolutely phenomenal job in the design of it. It is a short little screamer. It's loud, It, but it also has a lot of range, which is what I look for in a goose call. 
Uh, it's loud, it's very responsive, and it's got a great range. Also, my favorite duck call, the PCD, is available online right now. And for you stork hunters, the Sandhill Steakhouse crane call is what I use anytime I have to trick those wary bastards. Uh, but go to PacificCustomCalls.com, use our promo code BHP25. They will also be at Squad Fest and Delta. So if you want to call in person, Come to any of those hunting shows and they will be there. They're great guys to work with. So go check them out. PacificCustomCalls.com, promo code BHP25. Also, we're brought to you by Dive Bomb Industries. Squad Fest is coming up in just a couple short weeks, July 28th and 29th. I will be there along with a lot of our other sponsors. It's going to be a great time. We hope to see everybody out at St. Louis. It's going to be a great time. Calling contest, music, and uh, dinner Friday night. And it's going to be... It's going to be a great party to kick off waterfowl season. Always they, a good time. They've got amazing products. They've revolutionized the silhouette game. Uh, so if you're wanting to run silhouettes, it, they are the way to go. They're affordable and they don't take up much space and they look great. You do not need full bodies to kill geese. So check out their silhouettes. They've got a floater line out. They got it all. So divebombindustries.com. They're pretty much a one-stop shop. We're also brought to you by Dirty Duck Coffee. I am a cold brew guy now. I got my pitcher in. It's super easy to make. Dirty Duck Coffee makes the King Eider brew, and that is their cold brew that they have just released just a couple months ago. It's great for an afternoon pick-me-up. It's summertime. It's hot outside. I don't want to drink hot coffee all the time, but I do need my caffeine fix. Every afternoon about 3.30, I make me a nice cold brew with a little bit of uh, goodness inside of it. And that's how I get through my afternoons. They've also got great, they got a Missouri boat ride blend. That's my favorite coffee for in the morning and uh, high velocity for those days that I'm needing a little bit of an extra caffeine kick. So they got it all. Head over to dirtyduckcoffee.com and you can figure out what works for you and they'll ship it straight to you. But yeah, check out the King Eider. I like it. Also, we're brought to you by Shin Gear. They are not just a waiter company anymore. As a matter of fact, they've got bibs coming out. They've got a new jacket coming out that they're very excited about, the Flyway jacket. I just saw it today. Uh, it looks great. All of their products are above and beyond expectations. They, they beat every expectation that you can have. I can tell you that the bibs are some of the best that I've ever worn. They're totally windproof, totally waterproof, uh, and, they, and they, keep, they keep you dry and warm. Um, you can layer up underneath them. You're not going to find bibs that are that are any better anywhere else. They're my favorite. All of their jackets are great. Their waders are phenomenal. And that every one of their products comes with the guarantee that they will stand behind it for as long as you stand in it. So check them out, shingear.com, and make a purchase. You're not going to be disappointed. They're great people, and we're proud to be associated with them. Also, we're brought to you by the Looking Glass Podcast. Head over to their Patreon account, give them some money, and you will have their entire library of debauchery. Logan and Rebel put on a very, very good show, and for those long road trips, they are a great show to listen to, uh, and you're not going to meet two nicer individuals than Logan and Rebel. So head over to Patreon, Looking Glass Podcast, and put in your credit card information, and you're set and ready to go. We're also brought to you by Lucky Duck. Motion. It's dove season, and it's time for spinners. Motion. You need motion if you're going to dove hunt. It is a game changer because they'll do it just like ducks will. You put out five or six of those uh, dove spinners, and your dove will put on a show. 
Just like your ducks and they will fly across will. the field to come in to land and decoy to you. Once you do it, you'll never hunt the old way again. What's good about it is you can sit in your tailgate, get you some lawn chairs around there, all your buddies sit around together, put the spinners out, and you can hunt a spread and you're visiting. You got to be spread out by 50 to 75 yards and hollering and bird, bird, bird. They'll come right to you. Lots of fun. So check them out. They've also got dog kennels, five star crash test rated, phenomenal uh, A frame blinds, and world class duck spinners. So if you need motion, Check them out, luckyduck.com, and just have a field day on their website. Order one of everything. Also, we're brought to you by Ducks Unlimited. They have been putting ducks back into the sky for 85 years, and they are a great partner to be with. If it weren't for organizations like Ducks Unlimited, we wouldn't have the ducks that we do now. They're putting money back into wetland conservation and wetland development and and healthy duck population. More duck habitat. We are happy to be a part of them, and you can join their team. You know, figure out a way, start a chapter, join a chapter. Uh, there's lots of ways to get involved, and your money will be put to work. So, Ducks Unlimited is a great company, and you need to be a part of them. We're also brought to you by Double T British Kennels. If you are needing a puppy, a started dog, finished dog, Corey can help you out. Uh, there is a bit of a waiting list, so just go to his website, Brit Labs. And uh, you can get signed up and, you know, tell them what you're looking for. Tell them what you're wanting. And as soon as one becomes available, you'll be the proud owner of a Double T British Lab. They're great citizens. You, they're not unruly in the house. They got very good manners. And they've also got a lot of drive. You do not want a hunting dog that doesn't have a lot of drive. So all of Corey's dogs, they're very, very well mannered. But they've also got a ton of incredible drive. So you're getting the best of both worlds with a double T lab. So check them out, BritLabs.com. Also, we're brought to you by Mossberg. I shot their waterfowl gun all last year and it held up. It held up to the beating of hunting seven days a week, ran everything that I wanted to through it. It's one of those OG companies. So you see a Mossberg behind the counter at Academy or Bass Pro or Cabela's. Listen, Take it out for a test drive. They've been there a long time. Been they making have. quality guns for 100 years. That's at Mossberg.com. Last but not least, we are brought to you by Alpha Outdoors Specialties, the maker of the Stanfield stool. It's going to save my back this season is what it's going to do. Save my back and my butt. No more sitting on buckets. They've also got a brand new product. Can we talk about it? Yes. The Blind Caddy. It is going to have everything that you need for shotgun shells, coffee Drinks. mugs, you name it, it, it is going to fit on A-frames. It's going to fit on the inside of an A-frame and keep all of your stuff out of the dirt, out of the mud, and keep it handy to where you can grab it if you need it in a hurry. And they will be at Delta. Come by and sit there and see them. They'll have Stanfield stools in stock there. Come on by display. And, yep, test, right, test, cool. test set in them. Very good. That is Alpha Outdoors Specialties. That is it for us. Thank you for tuning in. God bless. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this episode of the podcast, we are joined by Rory White. He is a chef up there in the Northern Land in Canada, and uh, we just shoot the shit with him. Had a really, really good time with him. He's a lot of fun to talk to, and the man has been everywhere. So enjoy this episode, and here he is, Rory White. You fuck up. You fuck up your order all the time. (laughs) All the time. And then you're like, nah, wasn't all that good. I mean, it's too early to drink, but I feel like I need one. <laughs> it's, it's like, fun. fucking just order normal shit. 
The fuck did I not order? I it's on the goddamn menu. <laughs> Just because it's on the menu doesn't mean that you got to order it. It's normal shit. It no, there's the shit that you order that the cook is like, oh, I can't believe somebody ordered that. Like that's just extra. That's just extra meat that we carry around. Rory knows what I'm talking about. Every once in a while, he'll see something come across, and he's like, I can't believe somebody fucking ordered that. <laughs> Okay, here we go. Three, two, one. Boom, and welcome to the Big Honker Podcast brought to you by Lucky Duck. I'm Jeff Stanfield with the dickhead Andy Shaver. It's Monday, and I'm already tired of your shit. We got with us today our friend from Canada, Mr. Rory White. Rory, well, anyways, we ate at a uh, shitty <laughs> Italian restaurant in the middle of the fucking tourist trap that is Niagara, Canada. What is that actual town called? Is it Niagara Falls, Canada? It's Niagara yeah. Falls, yeah, yeah, Niagara Falls. Anyways, it's got it's got some all right spots. You go into it's fucking got, Disney World, real shit, you, bad. You, yeah, that's Clifton yeah, Hill. Yeah, you go right into Disney World is what you go from the falls to Disney World. The Canadians got it right; they're taking that American money, just boom, 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 hands over fist. The lady asked me if I wanted to convert my money. I was like, "Well, fuck no, I do not want to convert my money." <laughs> but anyways, what, what what's the name of that restaurant we ate at? I'm trying to find it right now. It was now. not very good. We were going to go to this upscale place to eat. Really nice. Uh, My Cousin Vinny's, I think, is what it was. Is where we were going. My Cousin Vinny's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It used to be like Johnny Tomatoes or something. Yeah, it's, it's, all- it's a shithole. That's right. <laughs> I what? had chicken. I had veal parma, and it wasn't bad. I didn't order veal parma. I wish I would have. Because bad. you order wrong shit. We went to a seafood place, and he ordered a sloppy joe, and he was like, well, the sloppy no, joe wasn't all that good. No. It's like, well, fuck, no, it's not that good, because <laughs> we're it, they serve fish here. They don't serve sloppy joes. Me and Michelle had been to that restaurant. We stayed in the same town in upstate New York this last fall that we did this this summer with the kids. We ate at this restaurant probably three times last time we were there, and we ate there two. I think we ate there three times this time. It's not Twice. a bad restaurant at all. I tried something new. The lady said she's got we got an open face sandwich, and it was uh, beef and blah 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 Sloppy blah. Joe, and she said it's kind of a little, it's kind of a sweet barbecue. And I thought oh, I'll try that. That's new, something new. I'll try it. Well, that was a big mistake. It was not something. And new. he did the same thing at my cousin Vinny's. He ordered like. Like spaghetti French. and meatballs. No, you didn't order. You ordered something stupid that you shouldn't order at an Italian restaurant. What the fuck did I order wrong? I can't remember. Get like veal parm and you won't be just chicken parms. That's something in their wheelhouse. I, if somebody says, like, I'm going to order, you know, the slop, like a sloppy joe is something like, you. I feel like you could pull that off. <laughs> they didn't call with, it with a sloppy ease. joe. That's what it was when you got it. No, though. they called it an organic heirloom open face right. something and fucking. <laughs> Male and arugula that you know genetically linked to the birth of Christ. Yeah, no, I get it. I but get it. The, it's problem all the marketing, was, Jeff. The problem was <laughs> all the marketing. Somebody that up fucking somebody <laughs> fucking up north out. thinks they need to add fucking sweetness to meat, and you don't do that shit. Let me tell you what I'm going to tell you. My my Call thoughts. Barbecue. Here's a northern. Here's my northern thoughts on food. It sucks most times. Not all times. Oh come on. Oh come on. Texas the best food foods. Are, the best Barbecue food's in the Texas south. Is salt and pepper. It Come is. On. The best food is in the south. I don't know if I agree. Southeast. With you. The south. We have spices. Oh. When you get up north, people don't know. We, how- we have spices. You, you, you're a little. You're like. You're. Uh, I mean. 
I don't know. I haven't seen too many coon asses come out of Texas. That's true. No, they have great food. I said the South. So he's lumping Texas. The he's South, lumping like, sec- Texas. The South when you're from Texas yeah. is like the food identity. I, I don't know. You're like sort of like into like Mexican food. Yeah, that's the greatest you know, like food group Mexico there is. Food. No. It's good, but like if you're gonna go to the south, you know, I, I don't know, Atufay and all that good stuff in the south. That's the south. That's their. Did food you say Santa? Santa a little bit more. Mexican. Did you say Santa Fe? No, Etufay. Oh, I thought you said Santa Fe. That's a knob slobber com- convention of America over there. So no, real. <laughs> the best food is in the south. Mexican food, Tex-Mex, a great food. Italian food. Italians are from the south of Europe. That's the same as being from the south of the United States. Same thing. Great food in the south. You're insane. I tell you what, though, we were talking about marketing. Mexicans have done a a wonderful job of marketing their food because all they do is slightly differentiate the way that they manipulate the tortilla. And it's a totally different food that they can charge two more dollars for. We fold the tortilla. It's a taco. Same meat. We roll the tortilla. It's a burrito. We fry it. We got uh, quesadillas. It's like, yeah, I mean, exactly. We roll it, put some meat, put some sauce over it. You got an enchilada. That is marketing. And then you dip the one, the wet taco, where it's like, like if they do like a like the crispy cheese. Those are those are bang. I like those. See, Mexican food is great, but you go up north. It is, but it's not like the best food in the world. No, fuck no. What is the best? Like if you look at it like objectively, and you think like, okay, Mexican food. I'm going for Mexican taco. Like, like, all right, a couple of cold beers, nachos and chips, quesadillas, tacos. Like it's all great. Don't get me wrong. I'm not hating on it. I'm just saying like, is it the best food in the world? Not sure. What is the best food? It ain't French food to uh, me. I think French is up there for me. I'd say Italian, good Italian food is up there for me. Um, like true Southern food, like where like you get into that like history roots to like North African and you know that all that like that is probably I would say one of the best food. Like you get into like really good like jambalayas, um, gumbo. You know, things where you're, like, really building those flavors. But then at the same point, like, I don't know, I have a lobster roll on my menu, and I think, like, that's pretty amazing. Yeah. Um, I do I like lobster the lobster roll. roll. I love a lobster I roll. I love that. I, I think everything has its, like, I think everything has its place in food. I think there are countries that completely shit the bed. Costa Rica is one of them. The Bam. worst, like, little, It was awful. It was the, like, I love Costa Rica. My wife and I are, like, looking at potentially buying a house in Costa Rica. Um, I have a buddy who's got a couple down there and I just was like, yeah, like the food shit though. Best pineapple I've ever had. When you said like the best yeah. fruit, head hammer nail. Yeah. The beer was okay. The food was terrible. Awful. I will put Puerto Rico Awful. up was a place with shitty food. It was, I, it like, was similar, but Costa Rica is still like a notch it. below P- Puerto Rico. That's sad. Y'all had to be some hungry fuckers when you come home then. You're hungry. It's just like you're uninspired. Like it doesn't yeah. matter. Like you can literally say, you know what? Screw it. I'm just gonna grab a cup of coffee, maybe a smoothie or something, and I'm good. Like I don't need to eat anymore. <laughs> we landed in. Uh, I don't know where you. Where did you land? San Jose, or did you land up north in uh, Liberia? Uh, we landed in Liberia the first time, and then we flew out of San Jose because we did like this little uh, tour of the country. So we were up north, and then we went down south for a while. All right. So we started in the south, and then we went north. Mm-hmm. And the first day we land and it's like kind of dark overcast. And the guy who's driving us to our first hotel, I was like, I'm starving. Like, can you take us for lunch somewhere? Like I'll buy you lunch. Just like take us somewhere where like Costa Rican people eat. And he's like, yeah, no problem. Mm. So we like pull off the highway, like, you know, drive for a couple minutes. 
And then it kind of gets a little bit more rural and there's this like open air thing and you can see the kitchen, like it's just all like wood fire. I'm like, this is going to be amazing. My wife and I sit down, we're so excited. I'm like, what would you order? So we order a bunch of stuff and it all kind of like comes and you're just like, womp, womp, womp. <laughs> yeah. like, really? <laughs> Bro, I think I saw McDonald's maybe next time we're going to just stop. Like, I get it, like beans and rice, but like nothing to it. Like just, we grilled some meat. Yeah. Here you go. It's like, all right, yeah, cool. Black beans and white rice. Like I and I'm not a big rice fan, even here in Texas with the Mexican food and stuff. So it's like I yeah, get I, love I get my fill of rice here, but like there it was just yeah. like it came out and it was just like sticky white rice and black beans and then whatever protein you ordered. And that was your meal. Another thing I was tired yeah. of in Costa Rica was fucking not being able to flush my toilet paper. Everywhere you go. There's signs. Do not flush your toilet paper. Even in the condo that we had. Do not flush. Just burn it. Do not flush your toilet paper. So listen, <laughs> I got an American size shit. Like I've got that diet. So like I'm needing to flush some stuff. So, so did you? Also, I didn't always coffee, abide by. So that. I needed. You did not want me to. <clears throat> you did not want me to save that. You stuff. don't want this no. in your trash can. But yeah, the the uh, I hadn't. Had that was one thing that I do miss is I had an espresso after every meal, breakfast, lunch, yeah. dinner. Every time, absolutely. Did you? Uh, you got to get a. You got to get a little espresso maker. I do. I do need. I. What's funny is when we got <laughs> back home, I started looking at them. But I. I'm the kind of guy that I can't go cheap. So, like I've got like. No, 20, no, 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 Twenty five. Not like you don't need the unit. You don't need the. Unit. Well, that's what I'm looking at. Hang on, hang on, hang. On. I'm gonna grab one and show it to you. That's what I'm looking at now. You're Jeff. so bougie. <laughs> I want a good espresso. I, what do you want from I me? I have one of those downstairs too, and I'll tell you, like, you just need one of these guys. Is it too big of a pain in the ass to to deal with every day? No, it's amazing. You can pack it the night before. No, I mean the the big one. Oh yeah, I mean you gotta clean them and shit. This is all you need. That. That's it. Yeah, it's called a Bialetti. How do you spell that? Stovetop espresso maker. You put the water in the in the bottom. That's it. That's all you need. You put the water in the bottom. There's a filter screen. And then there's a thing that goes in it. You pack your espresso in it. And you don't need to, like, pack it. It doesn't really matter that much. Put it on the stove. When it boils through and it stops boiling, comes out there. Your espresso comes out. No grounds. It's filtered. Perfect. See, you can make, like, a long coffee with it. But then I'm not going to get, like, these cool TikTok videos of it, like, oozing out of the bottom. So what are you it? in it for the coffee? Are you in it for this shit? Or what are you in it for? <laughs> hey, you know what? I can't, I can't help you. I, I, I don't have TikTok. I thought I was too old for TikTok. You and I are the same age. I thought we were too old for TikTok, but it's a it's a great you're a, it's you're world famous, pal. I can't, it's, it's not my. Thought. You're the only fucker in Knox City going to have an espresso machine at his house too, probably. It's a great uh, <laughs> TikTok is a great marketing thing because you get a lot of organic reach. But yeah, Br what is it? Breville, Breville. That's that's the one I. Got. Which one? This one? No, no, no. The one. Oh yeah. The, oh, the, the Breville. Breville, yeah. And then uh, my guy Brad Pitt, you know, he's got like oh, a God. DeLonghi or something like that. So I started looking at those. He makes a little bit more money than you. Oh, make. yeah. My old man just bought one of those. They're, uh, they're pretty good. Yeah, yeah, he likes it. I like it, too. They're nice. I went. I go to a tea place in Abilene. I get tea. And um, I, I, I watch. What's it called? Tea What's to, it called? What's it called? Tea to go. That's not the one I was H talking about the other day. H-T-O? It's, it's yeah, yes, H2O, H2O is one, and then T to go. I go T to go, and Wichita Falls have H2O, but anyways, on the T to go, they make a Madagascar coconut tea that I really like. But it's funny, I watched them make it the other day in there, and they make the they make it, and it goes, it, it, they, they've got like a pot that they set in, 
and it sits on top of a deal and it filters through the bottom of it. And they push okay. a button and all the tea comes to the bottom and that's how they make the cup of tea. It was really weird. I was I actually went in the other day because the outside line was long mm-hmm. and they, you can't good. order till you get to the window. So I thought, fuck that, I'm going to bypass that shit and there's nobody inside. So I ha- asked her if she could, What I told her what I wanted. I always, I get, I order two gallons of it at a time. So I, I go in there and they have it made for me. Well, this time when they were making it for me, I wanted one also because me and Michelle were going to be there for a while. So I got me just a cup, a, you know, 16 ounce one. But I watched them make it. But however they made it, they filter it. And then it, when they push a button and it goes through the bottom of the cup into another cup, it hooks up to it. It's pretty interesting. I've never seen nothing like that before. It's good. That's super cool. Hey, I'm gonna tell you about what I ordered while we're while we're bitching about Jeff and his eating. I ordered fettuccine pescatori. Now, how fucking hard is that? That is a normal menu item for it. Sure basically, basically, it's pescatori. Yeah, it's fish. basically cupich. It's it's San Francisco cupion. Is that how they say it? Basically, what it is. It's a seafood broth with uh like a tomato based broth with noodles on it, and it's it had a scallops, shrimp, and mussels. I'm pretty sure you're. Uh, I mean, you're in a tourist place, really, really, really far away from the ocean. <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't a bad meal. It wasn't. It was not a bad <laughs> meal. It just was nothing really well. good. The last time I had yeah, that that sure. deal, we were in Las Vegas, and it was a really upscale seafood restaurant that they get fresh every day, and it was out of this oh, world. Yeah. Cousin Vinny's yeah. did not do that for me. It was hey, not that good. Cousin Vinny's does no. not bring it in fresh no. every day. It was not very. <laughs> I don't know, cousin. Maybe cousin Vinny's does bring it in fresh every day. Maybe they have a guy on the ocean with a boat. I I, I don't know. I can't. I cannot speak to cousin Vinny's but, practices. But the, the Vinny's going to show me break your kneecaps. Here. The last time I was on here, I got. Somebody sent you a really nasty message afterwards. Oh no, really? <laughs> when you was on our, on our podcast? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, I get one every day. So join the crowd. Oh man. Um, I tell you, we were talking about this just yesterday. Where can you get veal at? Like, do you have to go to like a a, a meat market? Because we were talking about doing uh, what were we doing? Were were we going to do veal parm? Yeah, I love veal. veal. I love veal, veal parm. I love veal parm. It's my favorite meal. And I didn't want to take a chance on that at Cousin Vinny's because that's an upscaled meat dish. So, but so I, I went with the pescatori. But where yeah. can you get it at? Do you have to go to a special meat market, or do most? I have no. Butchers? I have no idea in Texas. Like I can go to my local grocery store and get oh. a little bit of veal, but like mostly it's a butcher shop. We we have it on the menu at the restaurant. We have a we do a eighteen ounce veal chop, and then we pound it out, make a veal parm out of it, serve it with the bone. Now that is that's an ounce. Yeah, that's a big ass hunk of meat, and then you do veal parm with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We do veal parms with that. That's Mm. that's a baby cow, right? It's a cow that hadn't been born. True veal. True veal. They yeah. True veal. They kill the mom while she's pregnant, and they pull the baby out, and they butcher both of them. Oh, that's kind of sad. I'd always heard like they just kept it tucked in a corner in like a dark room. Yeah, I think they, they they try to prevent muscle growth. Right, that's what um, makes it so tender. And then it's, uh, yeah, and then I, I don't know if that's tr- I I don't know if that's true or not. I just think like in order for it to be like you you so like pervimi veal is a diet and proteins, minerals, vitamins, and shit that they feed it, and it gives you like this really like white milky color of meat. Um, I've never heard of true veal being I because I, I mean like if you look at a cow that was essentially stillborn i don't know if there'd be a yield on that like what would the yield like what's how much does a cow weigh when it's born you got more ranchers uh, than I am. they're pretty they're pretty big 
I'm okay. looking it up. It says the dark history of veal. Bob veal is calves slaughtered as early as two hours or two to three days. Milk fed milk milk. That's rough. Milk fed veal is appear in Canada. Calves instead of for the milk fed veal system are usually slaughtered when they reach twenty to twenty four weeks or age two hundred pounds. So they can yeah, be bigger okay. and be considered veal. Slinkville, yeah. it says it. Did you talk about Slinkville? No. Slinkville is so young that it can actually come from harvesting unborn calves or stillborn fetuses. That's what I'd always heard the was real veal. The industry gathers this veal from pregnant cows that have been slaughtered. The word brutal comes to mind. So what, what's, oh, this is worldanimalfoundation.org. Oh, so yeah. I might be, no, I might no, be no. getting a slam. Check but what's, why, why are you putting your nose up at this? Rory, it's veal. It's a baby yeah, calf. What's the difference if it's I mean, two hours or, or in the... Like, it, it's a cow. It's got a face. Yeah, I'm not a... I don't know. I think in being a human, you have to live in the duality of both. It just seems yeah. a little bit fucked up. You, it, like, you know what they use? Which, which breed they use the most? They used Holstein cows, and what they do is they they slaughter the male ones that aren't going to be given milk, and that makes a lot of sense because yeah. there's not much of a market for yeah, them. Yeah, no, I, I I know that's why veal sort of was created, right? Like farmers who were who basically didn't need bulls before they you know reach maturity, you you, you kill them and you eat them. I, there's I understand that. I just don't understand the somebody smarter than me would probably understand the why you would kill something in utero to eat it for because to me and this is just how my brain works your yield is going to be so low on that product and then also like what's the marketable story for that right right like what's the marketable what's the marketable improvement so are you saying that that cow's feet never touched the floor so it it never developed muscle structure so it's the most tender yeah. okay i buy that right yeah i believe you but like does it make a difference one, you know? one of the stories, the first time I had it, Jeff was like, yeah, they, they get this young calf and they hobble its legs and they keep it in a dark room. And then they, they, oh, I never told you, you that fucking shit. told me that. And I felt terrible eating it. You're like, they hobble yeah, its they, legs, they, they tie too. it they into like a corner so it doesn't they walk like in the little thing and they keep their feet out. So their feet don't, they don't walk and develop the muscle. And they just kind of feed them. Yeah. I've heard those things too. I don't know. Veal is one of those things where like, I, the veal I buy is big enough that like, feet have touched the floor yeah but but they sell it at yeah, heb uh, where andy shops at do they really yes veal, never seen veal cutlets are right now 11 dollars and 60 uh, 64 cents 15 dollars a pound is what they're going for right now fuck that's cheap as a damn steak right what um, do you what do you steak what's the steak running for y'all up there uh you know what i'm gonna be completely honest with you i have no idea i, I don't buy steak at the grocery store Realistically, but, like I buy all my stuff from the restaurant if I buy anything. Um, my buddy and I built a, I bought a bone saw. So I have like a full size bone saw. So we built a tri aging room uh, in his garage. And I just buy everything from the restaurant. So for like USDA Prime ribeyes right now, I'm paying bone in. I think I'm 19 to 20, 21. Yeah, that's what I mean. Kind of where the market is right now. It feels cheaper than that. That surprised me. Now, hold on. Did you say in Canada you're buying USDA Prime? Y'all oh, yeah. don't have a Canada. Yeah, Y'all don't have a US Canada. We have Canadian Prime. Okay. Yeah, we have Canadian Prime. We we buy a lot of different beef at the restaurant. Like I like right now I have uh, it's it's called Australian Pinnacle Gold. It's ribeyes. It's grass fed ribeyes, but they're marbled like like a prime steak. 
and their smaller eye because the cow that they come off is that like hybrid between the dexter and something else so it's a smaller eye smaller loin so where i traditionally you can't really cut a ribeye less i don't think less than 16 to 18 ounces because a thin ribeye is shit like it's, mm-hmm. it's not good so we we cut them a bit we can cut them at 12 to 14 because you know you can still get that inch and a half thick ribeye my i like an inch is about like i like that's start, what we cut out here. Right. You start getting thicker than that. And like, we also do everything like over an open flame. So like there's hot spots on the yeah, grill. That's just wicked. So, um, about an inch because you get anything bigger, thicker than that. And like, you might pull one off that's medium, medium rare. And then the other one's like fucking raw. So we try to do it yeah. just so that it's a lot easier to like get the outside seared for just a second. And then consistency wise, an inch is pretty easy to deal with. Over the open flame, just because. And the when you're feeding 40, 50 people at the exact same time, like right. that's that's what you want to do. Yeah. Right? I bought some wagyu the other day in um, Dallas. Me and Michelle were there, and I bought some wagyu ribeyes, and they were really nice. good. And I cooked them on my blackstone. Yeah, I Legit. love those things. I cook them with butter, uh, garlic butter, and and I cook them in bar- garlic butter. I love it. That's my favorite thing. That asparagus, and now I do okra on the grill. Just full gar- okra. okra oh, they're very good. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I love okra. You know, we were. Yeah, that's. I love. I love okra. Yeah, we were. That sounds. I mean, the wagyu is too. It's too rich for me. Like, we have the five A on the menu every now and then, and I have a sushi uh, team, so they use the five A for like nigiri or, um, you know, stuff like that. But to eat it as a steak, like I can eat one one slice. Otherwise, like it just it gives me. Around. I don't know it's that I've ever had fatty. true wagyu anywhere. Like you see those, you see those the videos. Five A Kobe, yeah. The Five A Kobe is what you is what you want to look for. It's like you had. I'll send you a photo. You had wagyu bubbling. at my house. When the, about the day wagyu and Kobe wagyu? are yeah. wagyu and Kobe are different. When when wagyu and Kobe are different. The day the day that the Ollie Kobe got the asparagus from Kobe. Oh, yeah. Well, the, those were those were wagyu ribeyes. Oh, but. But you're saying that they're too rich just because of how much marbling's in them? Yeah, it, it, for, for me, it's like, so the, the Kobe, like, so there's different grades of everything, right? So if you, there's a company, I don't know where they're, there's some in the U.S., maybe California, Snake River Farms. Yes. Their Wagyu is incredible. It's, it's really good. Like, I can, I found that as a really good hybrid, sort of between a, an Angus and a, and a, and a Kobe. The Kobe to me is it's too marbled, it's too fatty. So when you eat it, it's just like eating a stick of butter. And oh, it just, it just runs right through. Me. I see. Yeah, I do remember that, Jeff, because Zach was there. Yes, Payne yeah, was here. Yeah, yeah, Zach and Payne were both. We there. stopped at Central Market and I bought them. Okay, I do remember. So uh, yeah, okay. it's good. I mean, yeah. the Snake River stuff. If you ever get it, is really, really the Snake River strip lines are really, really good. I think they're kind of lost in the tenderloin. Like, what's why I don't know. I don't really like tenderloin anyway, but uh, um, no, definitely. They they made these cows, didn't they? Like through selective breeding, isn't that how they came yeah. up with this? And they give them. Mm-hmm. They get a bottle yeah, of beer it's every a day. Hybrid of a bunch of cows. No, no, the, the, <laughs> yeah, there's a beer. Massaging them. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> Those. I've got a buddy of mine who, buddy, he's my meat. He's my sales rep at. Uh, at uh, the guy I buy my meat from, I will, uh, I'll send you a photo. He's in the shop right now and they have the, um, he's got the Wagyu stuff and it's, it's incredible. His stuff is like 
5A from Japan. They're cutting them today. How do I, what's the best way to send this to you? Just over Instagram? Yeah, that's fine. All right. And like you can see, um, shit, I thought you were right there. Um, you can just see how, how marbled it is. Mm -hmm. And this is like the true, uh, there you go. I just sent it to you. Uh, you can see like, this is the true 5A from Japan. This is the rib section. And then it's a ribeye, but it's like, to me, it's just too much. It's almost all wide, isn't it? It is pretty, it's pretty oh, well. Yeah, that is, isn't it? I'm going to change it up real quick from yeah. steaks. Did you, how far are you from? Yeah, that's, I've seen them. I, I saw those also. They also have those in, uh, central market. Hey, what did, uh, how far are you from, uh, Ottawa? Uh, not far. Probably about four, four and a half hours. That's a long ass way. My brother lives in Ottawa. How far? No, uh, it's like four. I hours. thought you were outside yeah. of Toronto. I am. How far is Toronto and Ottawa? Four and a half hours. Goddamn, what's y'all speed limit up there? 30 miles an hour? 55? Uh, 65. 100, 100 kilometers? 100 kilometers an hour, then you can usually push it to on the 401 to 120. They'll give you 120, 125. Any more than that, they'll get it. It didn't seem like it's that far because we stayed in uh, Sodus Point and we drove to Buffalo, which is two hours away. But Sodus Point is almost across from Toronto. And we went to the Thousand yeah. Islands and the Thousand Islands is just 40 minutes from Ottawa. Yeah, but you're around the lake. That's the difference, right? So as the crow flies, it's different. But, like, you go around the lake. And also, I think you guys are a little bit different than we are. Like, yeah, we drive You drive faster. everywhere. Well, yeah, yeah. but you, you drive everywhere. Like, you, you, when you guys say, well, it's two hours or an hour to go to Walmart and back, like, yeah, you're out there. Yeah, you got to do. Not it. as big of a deal. Price of doing business. Well, bet you, but you got to. If you get in a car and you drive, you not want to push the fucking gas pedal. Uh, I do. Yeah, absolutely. Four hours and twenty two minutes. It's four hundred and three. Four hundred. Oh shit! What is this thing? Four hundred and fifty kilometers. I don't know, have a fucking kilometers. far. How far a kilometer is? How many? How far? How many? What's that mile? Two point two kilometers is a mile. So it's two hundred and twenty miles away. Yeah, yeah. So four four fifty divided by two point two. It's like two hundred and four miles away. Yeah, two hundred miles, and that's taking you fuckers four and a half hours to drive. Four hours. Y'all need yeah. to get y'all some gas pedals in y'all's cars well, and give up that on. EV bullshit. Hold on, there's fuck, <laughs> there's there's curves everywhere. There's trees. I can get going sixty miles or a hundred kilometers an hour. Seventy miles an hour. Two hundred miles is less than three hours. They're not going 70 miles an hour. Uh, that's what they're I fucking said. They're going 100 kilometers an hour. He said they on, could go 120. That's if they push it and get on a straightaway. That's 60 miles an hour. Don't y'all have regular highways up there, like four-lane highways? Yeah. 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 I never saw them in New York. Yeah, you... you, no, New, you York, New York and Buffalo is weird. It's, it's like, really congested yes. in, like, those interstates with, like, two lanes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how many damn? Was how many lanes? How many lanes do you fucking need to go to to Ottawa? And it takes you four and a half hours. Y'all going by snowmobile or well, dog sleds? At one sleds? point, there's like eight lanes. Oh, one point there's eight lanes, and then it goes down to like six, and then it goes down to three, and then two, and then. Have yeah. you been to the Thousand Islands region of Canada across the bridge right there? That's oh, a yeah. beautiful place. Oh yeah. Oh, One gorgeous. of the prettiest places I've been to ever in my lifetime. I really, I fell in love with that place. If I had a lot of money, I'd own me a house up there in one of them teak boats. And oh, 
you got to go to, you got to come up to Muskoka. Um, there's like three big lakes in the, it's like probably two and a half hours north, well, 45 minutes away, <laughs> Jeff drives, uh, north, uh, north of the city, three hours north of the city. And it's, it's a lot of little, little lakes, but there's three really big lakes that are connected. And it's sort of where like really affluent people have their cottages. And there's a collection of just people who just have these like wood, beautiful boats. Muskoka wood boats are gorgeous. I used to work up there. I worked for a guy who had like an amazing, like I need two or three of them. Super That's cool. a beautiful. I would love to do that. <sighs> My dream now is to get enough money that I can buy me a house in a thousand islands and I'm going to get me a boat. And on one side of my flag, I'm going to say, fuck Trudeau and drive to it. And on the other side, it's going to say, fuck Biden. And I'm going to drive up and down all day long and watch everybody <clears throat> cheer for me. Jeff, you're like fucking, you're you're a couple years away from that plan happening. Like, unless you plan on doing it tomorrow, so I'm, like a there's lot a of those seven hundred million dollar lottery. A lot of those flags are going to be irrelevant by the time you save up enough money to Trudeau, have a house in the Thousand Islands. That probably won't ever happen. But I'll oh, still say fuck Trudeau and Biden. Trudeau's going to be president of of what or whatever the fuck y'all call him up there in the land of Prime maple. So he's going to be the leader of Canada until he's hundred and ten years old. Don't it's going to be. Please. Y'all, y'all got Please too many fucked up le- liberals in y'all's country, just like we do. Well, no, they're just. Well, I don't just know if we. I don't know like if it's that we have too many, too many fucked up liberals. I think we just have. We have a very like un, uneducated. <laughs> we have the same kind of problem. Yeah, too yeah. many young Except dumbasses. We have an uneducated. We have an uneducated population that just historically votes one way, and if you ask them why, they don't really know. And then we also have like. Like you, it feels like we have like the multiple party systems, but you're always picking like the worst, the best of the worst. Like there's no great first candidate. Like, there's no one person who's just yeah. like this. This is the person I can get behind. They always find a way to to say a couple really stupid things, and you're like, well, I guess I'm I'm voting for the party who's the smallest least chance because I agree most with them, but my vote doesn't mean anything because I'm, you know, like you have a labor party that wants to run the country, like. That doesn't work. We're still Our, there, there's not a bigger joke in politics in the world than the United States right now. Joe Biden and Kamala. I would. I would Joe, agree. Joe Biden and Kamala Harris have got to be the two most inept leaders ever. This kind. I mean, completely. How the fuck? She must be able to give the best blowjobs in the world. There's no way in hell that woman got fucking elected for anything. She's terrible. Listen, I think the two party system is 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 the real enemy of of America. We would politics. all agree with That's you. Just, but the but, but the, the, the problem the is, is parties, like I think most of the world can agree on, you know, ninety percent. Like both parties, both like everybody wants the same thing, right? Like you want the run a balanced budget, pay less taxes, um, financial account like account, have people be accountable for the things that they do in politics, you know, eliminate the backdoor deals. But like you got to do a means test and then out of politics, like. There's a charge that you can be hit with a drug dealer. It's called living off the proceeds of crime. How do politicians get away without doing it well, right. as well? You know. But the problem is, is the two parties won't allow a third or fourth party to flourish because they know that it would cut into their pie. So any any time that there's any talks not. of a third part of a third party, like they do everything they can to de- destroy that. That's because they're all working for the same one party. They pretend like they don't, oh, but they all do. Well, and you know, and then like. Until we get term limits on our congressmen, like it's going to continue because they're the ones that are making all these just dumb rules. I'll give you, I'll give you an example of how dumb America is, and I and I bought into this yesterday. 
we probably don't realize this, but I like fucking with people a lot. And if doing it on the internet, never. and if doing it on the internet just gives me some more fun during the middle of a boring day, I do it. So I'm on a page on Instagram and it shows a mayor in Fulton, Alabama. I mean, Fulton, Georgia, a black man got arrested. The mayor did for trespassing at these people's house. He comes out and he, he, he and he says, I apologize. I thought that was an abandoned house. He was up to no fucking goods while they arrested him. Well, this black lady got on there and she starts talking about they only arrested him because he was black and you don't see white mayors getting arrested and blah, 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 blah. And I could not help it. So I wrote on there. I said, ma'am, I said, quit making excuses for people based on skin color. Guilty is guilty. I said, if that was a white mayor, you wouldn't say a word. And I said, but as a white man, I'm telling you, the guy's guilty. He said he was guilty of it. Make him serve his time. That's what he did. It's wrong. Quit making skin color a reason to take up for someone to find him innocent or guilty. Skin color doesn't make you innocent or guilty. I got bashed by all these black people about this deal. You under, you're a racist, blah, blah. I'm not racist. It's true. Why do you choose someone's side based just on their skin color? The guy come out and said he did it. And that just wears me the fuck out. But that's where we are as a country, and it's the same with Republicans and Democrats. The Democrats vote one way because it's a Democrat, and the Republicans do. They don't ever, they can't ever see in between it. These people no. were taking, were upset because this guy got arrested because he was black, not because of what the crime he did. The same people the day before were bitching because in New Orleans, there's been a lot of black ladies have been murdered lately, like they're getting targeted. And they're and they're and they're these same people, the same people making comments to me because I jack with these people all the time. I like to get them fired up. Said the problem is these poor black ladies are being attacked and violent crime. Yeah, and guess who's doing it? Black men are doing it. You know, boy, they got mad about that, but it's true. A hundred percent of the people killed were killed by a black guy. You know, quit. The same people want this guy to be innocent because he's black, but these these black guys are killing these women, but they don't ever say what it is. And that wears me out. We're at a place in our country, you just can't speak the truth without people getting upset. Chicago had the first murder committed by a white man this year. It is July. They've had 380 murders in Chicago this year. A white man killed somebody this week. First white man of all. Out of 380 murders, one white guy did it, you know? They ought to fucking fry his ass. I don't give a shit what color he is. Murder's murder. Uh, yeah. I don't know. The, the, there seems to be a lot of just like just crazy shit in yeah, the world. but you can't today, speak the you know? truth about anything. I mean, the Epstein books. I mean, does nobody in Washington, D.C. think maybe that's this? Wild. Yeah, like, that maybe somebody should be arrested for this? I mean, you arrested the lady for so bad one guy committed suicide when the cameras were turned off, uh, if he really did. I think he's somewhere in the island. But then we've got... We've got the lady that's serving 20 years on all these people, but not one fucking person was arrested for it. You show me anywhere in the United States where a prostitute gets caught with Johns or a books and they don't arrest any Johns anywhere, just a prostitute. What wasn't there a pilot that got her? I don't know. I, I there's a certain level of ignorance. That I like to, <laughs> yeah, it's called the American you know? citizen. <laughs> well, I mean, especially on things like, like the Epstein thing or like the Johnny Depp versus whatever the hell her name was. Like there's so many other things that I like, these are just smoke screens. Right. Like, and as a population, like we're stupid enough to just like look I, into them. Oh yeah, I bet Joe talking? Biden's pushing gun control, but his son gets off on gun control. He had gun, didn't register. He did a thing against the law, but we're just going to let him go. But then you want to get up and preach about gun control. Do you really think that crackhead needs a yeah. fucking gun? Is that video real? I saw a video of him like in a Porsche smoking. Yeah, yes. going 120. Like, no, it's real shit. 
But is that yeah. real? Like, is that actually real? Like, did they did come up? Somebody come up and said, "Yeah, yeah." You know the you know the poster him. child of that rich kid that gets by with everything because his daddy's got money. If Joe Biden dies today of a heart attack, a stroke, or shits in his pants too much and gets sepsis, whatever fucking happens, and he passed away, Joe Hunter Biden will be locked up within seven days. The only reason they don't let him go now is because he's got too much shit on his dad. Well, yeah, I mean, it'd be, it, it would also be extremely embarrassing to, to have the president, a sitting president's son serving prison time. Oh, we're already like, embarrassed. Not that I'm against it. No, we're not either. And we're already embarrassed he's our sitting president. But how many people go around? Yeah. I, I don't hang out with the crowd that sniffs cocaine off chicks' assholes. But for some reason, Cunner thought that would be a good idea. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to snort some blow off this chick's butthole, and I want somebody to film it for he me. He was watching. He had to have watched The Wolf of Wall Street. Is that what he does on there? I'm going to say. Yeah, like, yeah, The opening scene, he's taking I, blow out of a chick's We ass. all just live in different worlds, I think. You know, like, yeah. that's just not my reality. I don't think that, that's <laughs> never been my reality, you know? Yeah. I can't imagine being a... I, it's been a long time since I've been single going to bar. Ooh, boy. I'd like to snort some blow off her butthole. I <laughs> just... <laughs> Can you imagine? Like, Fuck, I just, no. Just, like, what? How do you organic? How does that come up? Like, yeah. How do you say this is like the <laughs> path I'm going yeah. down tonight? This like, is what I'm know. into. This is what I'm into. I need yeah. you to put your ass in the air. I'm going to put this on, put this in your crack, and I'm going to go to snorting. Especially today's asses, because guys' asses have grown that they are attracted to compared to what it used to be like. Too many crevices to <laughs> clean now? Oh, these asses they got now suffocate some poor bastards that these guys like. Mm-hmm. I mean, even still, it doesn't really matter. Like, I don't know. Like, you're really trusting somebody. Like, you <laughs> yeah, no shit. Like, somebody you just with, met. Yeah. Somebody you just met. I mean, let's yeah. snort like a line of cocaine from your ass. Yeah. You're ending up with pink eye. That's like the best case scenario. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> you gotta stop. Not to mention, like, then you're ingesting something. There's no, like, filtering. Mm. It's right into your blood. Like, you die with, like, feces in your blood and pink eye. Like, you're making it up, you know? When I was a kid, that is an when I was a kid, you oh. always heard you get a sty from pissing in the wind. Mm-hmm. He's got pink eye, but he's been blowing blow off some chick's ass again. <laughs> Mm. Uh, ladies and gentlemen the big conquer podcast. welcome welcome to it we used to have the cleveland steamers and now we've got this yeah the uh <laughs> the biden butt race yeah and then there's that video of hunter coming out on the fourth of july where he's like fucking cleaning his nose and like fixing his hair and he looks like crackhead and then his mom like if you look if you look at his mom like she's just like that's not his mom he did it again that's his babysitter well, whoever, but she is like, he comes out on the balcony and he's like fixing his nose, fixing his hair. And then you just see Jill and she's like, got her jaw clenched. And she's like, fucking Hunter. How, how you many can see it? How many people do you honestly know in your lifetime? You've been in the restaurant business. So you've been around some shady people. That's fair to say, right? You know what? Not really. I've never worked. Like I've heard stories of restaurants that operate and in heavily intoxicated and drug ridden and fucked up. And like, I've never worked in one of those places. I'm just going off for what the you Anthony know. Bourdain You've never had says. the Anthony Bourdain experience. No, 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 <laughs> I have not. I've heard of, there's been definitely been places where like, you know, it's free and easy and open cocaine use, but that's not sustainable. You know, no, it's, like you it's, can't, you can't. Okay. And yeah. that's cocaine use. Work. We've got the president. Yeah. We got the president's son. The, the the first asshole we'll call him is smoking crack. Now, I, the only people I know that's been around that smoke crack, I have never known any of them that really are very constructive in the world. Mm-hmm. Do you? Uh, 
I've not never really. been around I, I crackheads. Mean, so. no. Oh, you have been around no. them. They're the people you see driving riding a huffy bike in Knox City. Oh. If you and you know, in West Texas, if you see a grown ass man riding a fucking BMX bike, he's on fucking dope. Oh, it ain't for yeah. exercise. No, no, no. My sister used to live in North Carolina, in rural North Carolina. You go down there and you see what did they call them? Uh, liquor sickles. Liquor sickles. Like those, they go to liquor market. <laughs> and it's like people who had too many GUIs to keep drunk. Well, these here are crackheads that, uh, that's their, oh, yeah. but if you see one, I saw one in, uh, someone in Wichita yesterday. I'd go pick my mom up and I saw one in Wichita yesterday. I told my mom, I go, oh, there's a dope head. Jeff, how do you know that? Well, he's 45 years old and he's riding a fucking huffy mom. That's pretty good, you know. That's that's the way you tell these days. What are the what are the uh, DWI laws up there? Because there there's a certain thing down here where if you get one, like they'll give you like a blow and go. So like you'll have something connected to your ignition and you'll blow into it before you uh, start it. I think you have to have at least two or one felony DWI. And least. as long as you know it's got to register all zeros or your car won't start. Yeah. Do they have that in Canada? Yeah. I've I, I, you know what. I would like to tell you the truth, but I have absolutely no. I know I've seen one. I knew of a guy uh, who had one of those at one point. I think maybe he had one or two. I don't know. We have the same DWI laws. You do. At point five, they can pull you over off the road. And then point eight, like I think that at point five, they can give you a three day suspension. And I think at point eight, it's a it's a full DUI. I don't know. That's what that's what America is. Or is Texas, point oh eight or point oh seven. Texas is point oh eight. Is a DWI. It used to be point yeah. one zero, and I think they went to point one one point one zero point one ten percent. Right, it's eight eight percent now. But I can't imagine point yeah. five. That hell, that'd be just one drink for some people, wouldn't it? I don't know. There's a whole like metric to calculate it, like BMI, and then you can put in like the standardized. I just went through this. I had to get a smart serve, which is like a yeah. Liquor, serving alcohol license. so big liquor, fa- yeah. a big fat yeah. big fat fucker can have a couple more beers if he wants than the average person yeah because fat dilutes alcohol and it's all about your body mass index and your size and like uh, i don't know there's a whole calculation i it's one of those things where like i we've all been drinking for a little while like you know when you're right when you shouldn't drink i saw I you saw, have one or two I saw a lady in Dallas, me and Michelle were shopping somewhere. She got in her car and she had to blow on her little gadget to get it started. The blowing go? <laughs> yeah, and I started laughing. I thought, babe, you don't know when to stop, do you? <laughs> now, correct me if I'm wrong. Would you like me to blow in that for you so you could like, drive? Like, you have made poor life choices. <laughs> yeah. fuck, fuck the DD. I need a designated blower that will just follow me around and not drink. A friend of mine had one. One of our good friends yeah. yes, used me to have around. one all the time. And he said, I dated a girl and I really didn't like her that much. He said, she's decent looking, but he said, she didn't have no tits. He said that was real important to me, but he said she didn't drink, so we could go out drinking every night, and she could blow in my car so I could start it. Why not just have her drive? <laughs> right? Like, why? Yeah, why you just have her. Like, why? Yeah, why put yourself at risk? He enjoyed driving drunk. God. <laughs> number in my phone, like, I can call a number, and I can be anywhere within, like, I don't know, like, probably 40 miles of my house. Mm-hmm. And like they'll come pick me up, pick my car up, drive me home in my own car. Those, those <laughs> they used to not have those though. I mean, in all fairness to him, that was before Uber and stuff. That was before cell sure, phones. Sure, but then like he drink was, in your garage. Yeah. Like, I, no, 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 no. I'm you. not making an excuse for drinking and driving. I'm 100 percent with you. I can't. It's stupid. If you get a DWI, you're a fucking idiot. I don't give a shit who you are, what the idiot. situation is. Especially today, it's too easy to call someone to help. Especially when you've got the girl next to you, like, "Hey, 
blow into this thing <laughs> yeah. so we can start our car, but I'm driving, okay? Yeah. Like, I'm driving my pickup yeah, truck. Yeah. Is that a blow-and-go, sir? Yeah. yeah, officer, it is. And she she blew in it, and I drove. <laughs> you could have easily just swapped seats. When we right get there. done, I'll tell you who it is, and you'll laugh. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. God. He's a very good friend of ours. He's very crude. Oh. Um, we were talking about tea earlier, and I saw a video with it, because Dirk from Boss is over in Japan right now, and I don't know how somehow Japan videos got into my Instagram feed, but they, yeah. j- the Japanese are by far healthier than us. They live longer than us. And it's, they think that it is because of the amount of tea that they drink over there. They don't, they don't have the coffee culture that we do. Do they drink sweet tea no. like we do though? No, or do no, they no, just it's like drink- green tea? No, yeah, just no, herbal it's not tea. Like green tea or black tea. It's, it's delicious. It's just not sweet. Right. And it, and they said like the antioxidants that are in it. And, uh, and they said that their diet consisting more of fish is probably like yeah. they said it's nothing for they they were going over uh, how many people in Japan are over 90 right now and how many of them are over 100 and the number is astronomical and it's cuz they eat oh, healthy yeah, it's their diet and they think the yeah. tea they didn't get the coffee culture what about getting their feet done the massage parlors and the ge- geisha girls that doesn't help to their culture too it might well, I, there's other things like they're also their 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 food culture is very different than ours you know in North America we're we're very fat centric in food, right? Like you have a lot of those fried, deep fried, you know, fast food is way better in Japan. Like you can go to a vending machine and get sushi or Did, get something like that. Like here, boy, I ain't doing you know, we all shit. have the same town. Well, you all, all have the same, we all have the same thing. It's like past nine thirty. like, what do you, what are you really going to go get? You know, mm-hmm. what, what, like if you're hungry at 10 o'clock, what's open? McDonald's, right. Burger King, Wendy's, Boy, fucking Northerners, listen to that shit. Burger King. He said McDonald's, Burger King, and Wendy's. Whataburger. Like, okay, like Jack the Box. What's what's the other one down there? Um, White Castle? No, White Castle's pretty good. I like White Castle. No, no, no. White Castle. Everybody loves it. White Castle is a drunk person place. I've only had them one time, and it was late at night, and those little sliders are very good. I will give you that. Way too many onions. We have Whataburger down here. Way too many onions, but we have Whataburgers our late night. You're not missing. Yeah, I've it never used had to be re- It used to be really good, and some Yankees bought it, and it's not as good a place anymore as it used to be. I prefer on- In-N-Out to Whataburger. Now. It's better than In-N-Out, though. It's really good. I honestly, on the East Coast, I like Shake Shack. Like I love Shake Shack. I don't think we I don't have those. No, I think the right. farthest they've gone is um, Vegas. That's the only place they are. Um, they have Culver's. 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 Yeah. They have yeah. a butter yeah. burger. It's a Midwest. Okay. They're they're good. So, um, so okay. anyways, you're right though. I never thought Chick-fil-A. of Chick-fil-A. Fuck Chick-fil-A shit. What? <laughs> I don't give a shit. Chick-fil-A is gross. We got one and I You've lost your fucking my... mind. <laughs> my sister and I all the time. She lives in Pennsylvania. She's lived in Kentucky. Like Chick-fil-A is garbage. If you like Chick-fil-A, like find somewhere else to eat a waffle cut French fry. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're going to talk to someone from Canada about fried chicken. You got to be kidding me. Chick-fil-A is the best. If Chick-fil-A ran your country and my country, we'd be better off. They have the most organized system. They have great food and they're, Absolutely. they're employees. They're very good at what they do. It doesn't mean they have good it food. It is really good food. And their, their chicken noodle soup is amazing. And their employees are all polite. They all have all their fucking teeth. For some I mean, reason, so Microsoft is an amazingly profitable company. <laughs> you think they should run the world? Fuck no, Bill. Fuck Bill Gates. Well, then, well, then there well, you go. <laughs> but I'm telling you, Chick Fil A. When you go there, you you can go to McDonald's and they can't find a fucking employee. Neither can any other place. But uh, well, uh, Chick Fil A's got people outside standing around. They got so many people working there. 
Andy, Listen, you like Chick-fil-A? I'm not saying it's a badly run company. They've done an amazing job. I, I don't get the hype. Like, it's it's not good. good. It's not. Their fries are out of this world. What you put up, what's a better fast food place than Chick-fil-A? Do not say Burger King. What's up, In-N-Out? Please. No. In-N-Out? Oh, hell no. 100% In-N-Out. You can go In-N-Out. like... Even what's the one that you guys have down there? Um, someone's gonna get whatever. Tell me I'm crazy. Taco but. Bell. No, 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 no. It's another chicken place. Oh, Raisin um, Cane's, Popeyes. Cane's. Yeah, I'll take Cane's any day. Popeyes chicken sandwich was banging. No, I loved it. No, it was like when like when Popeyes. Popeyes and KFC did the chicken sandwich war. I'm like, yeah, oh, Cane's is good. You wanna, I don't care. What you want to get oh, some fuck Dave? What Dave's hot chicken? There's one. If you want to get some They're attitude, amazing. you want some attitude? Go to fucking Popeyes chicken anytime or go to long john silvers i forgot about the chicken sandwich challenge i forgot about that war it's over because chick-fil-a won no i like the the it wasn't even in the war kfc did have kfc did have because i was in college at that time and you could get like an affordable chicken sandwich that was really really good so that's what i ate a lot of in college do what where kfc oh kfc's not bad is a KFC? I think no, they, KFC I think they called them like zingers or something like. That. I can't remember what they called. Yeah, them. yeah. The original yeah, yeah, recipe right. chicken's good in a bucket. But yeah, it was zinger sandwich. So, anyways, the, yeah, no, KFC. The good. Canadian is ripping on Chick Fil A. That is so un-American. Um, yeah, like Chick Fil A. I don't know. Like the milkshakes are good, but other than that, like, ugh. There was another thing that I saw. Oh. A guy was talking about coming back from Europe. And then coming to yeah. coming to America, and he was just like, I feel so gross. And he was like, over there, I ate pasta all the time. I'd have dessert yeah. with everything. He's like, over there, he's like, I ate way more, and I lost weight. And it was all super good. The food was delicious. He said, I come back here. I go on a diet. And he's like, I'm gaining weight. I feel gross. But he thinks that it might be the amount of uh, pesticides and shit that's in all of our food and just the preservatives that just naturally comes in anything that we buy. You don't think that they do the same thing sure. in Europe? No, they don't. No, Everything's they organic. Don't. They have totally, totally different food laws. Totally different. There are so uh, Google the list. There's a like list of things that are legal in the U.S. Mm-hmm. that are illegal in Europe. And it's like, it's shocking. Like, I think like Miss Vicky's or not uh, Miss, but one of those little cake things. Um, Little uh, Debbie's? I can't remember. Little, I think Little Debbie's are on the list. There's a bunch of shit on that list that are just like not for fit for consumption. Cheese Whiz. Yeah. <laughs> cheese Whiz <laughs> is not a big staple down here, but I did order a Philly cheesesteak the other day, and they didn't have any fucking cheese on it, which made it terrible. Yeah, but when you go to Philadelphia and you have a Philly cheesesteak, the Cheese Whiz is what makes it so damn good, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I love cheesesteak sandwiches. I don't know if I'm I'm into the cheese thing. Like I like when they do it with like something like that's like a melty kind of really good cheese. I don't know. We we had a place we mood. had a place in Wichita Falls when I was growing up called Stanley's Barbecue, and they made a beanie burger. And listen to this: it was a hamburger patty, refried beans, cheese whiz, jalapenos, and Fritos on a hamburger and onions. And I'm telling you right now. <laughs> If you took the cheese whiz off, I'm there. Oh, no, no. The cheese whiz made it all clump into one freaking food group. But it was absolutely. But I also grew up at a time when a fucking hamburger you went to come in a wax paper. It had grease and stuff all on it. And the cheese and meat were all melted into one thing also. And it was good. But that 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 uh, that beanie burger was freaking out of this world. But it had Fritos, jalapenos, cheese whiz with hamburger meat and onions on it. It was good. 
Oh, that sounds really, really good. I'm looking at it. Now, now I'm thinking, what am I going to go do for lunch? You need to make your beanie you know, burger. Gotta... If you make one, you'll love them. And I'll tell you something else we have down here that y'all don't have, because I've only seen it in one place, is we have dip chicken, where they take fried chicken, and they dip it in and the jalapeno. Dip it in hot sauce or pickle No, juice? no, jala, oh, yeah. jalapeno. You take just a jalapeno jar juice, of jalapenos, yeah. put wax paper, put that jalapeno juice, that chicken in it, and shake it, and that that skin just absorbs that freaking after it's fried, not before, afterwards. What's excellent? Oh no, no, after. after. Oh, it's so good. Do um, when you go to Europe and have fish and chips, is it just that good? In England, it's yeah, it's pretty good. I mean, a, a lot of it is just like the the, the variety of the, like beer, right? Like that's what you. When people make a beer batter, if you use like a light lager, it doesn't give you that like hardiness of it. You got to use something with a little bit more like flavor, like that does it. And then, you know, fresh fish um, and then just batter. Beer batter, I mean, you can have an amazing beer batter anywhere, I think. But I just think in Europe, in, especially in London, like they've just, they've got it down to a science. Like, so many people do it well that it's not like a guarded secret. Right. I've ever went you know? to an English restaurant. We ate at, a, at an Irish restaurant in Watertown, New York, and, and it was okay. I just what did they care. feed you? Potatoes and depression? <laughs> yes, basically. They had what was it? Nacho? No, it's poutine. poutine. They had poutine, but they fucking had sliced like scallop type potatoes instead of having freaking French fries. So it was not very Potatoes good. And depression. But they had a. Uh, then they did. Uh, I can say that because at some point we were stealing horses in Ireland, my yeah. family lineage. So. Oh really? We uh, Irish, yeah, Irish food. Like there are certain things in the UK that I love food wise, and then other things were like, I you'll never see me make mushy peas or eat mushy peas. They that doesn't look good it? to me. The peas, peas, mushy peas. It's like something you traditionally would say like fish and chips and mushy peas right. and French fries and tart like those. I had uh, I had shepherd's Bro. pie. It was okay. Um, I make a better shepherd's pie, but I I follow the Gordon Ramsay yeah. method, so it's like I got red wine and stuff in it, and I don't think I put peas in my shepherd's pie. There were peas in this, and I wouldn't. They had uh, a total. Yeah. Their uh, French onion soup was decent. Bennigan's. Do you remember Bennigan's? Did y'all used to have those up there? I think that's a southern thing. It's a chain. Anyways, Bennigan's. Bennigan's. It was an Irish. It was a pub. No. But anyways, they had really good bar food. They had. Uh, Monte Cristos that were out of this world, but they had a French onion soup and it was yeah. really, really good. And this French onion soup was as good, was okay, but it wasn't as good as Bennigan's. Uh, I love French onion soup. What is, I love it. In the winter, we have it on the. I put it on the menu at the restaurant. We sell a pile of it. The kids had something that was good. Oh, it was the night we went. It was prime rib, and they they did a decent prime rib. So I, by that time of the trip, I was ready for like some red meat. So yeah. Um, I but so back to Europe. I'm looking at. Quaker oats or Quaker uh, like oatmeal versus here versus there. Like there's 20 things in ours and over there it is oats, sugar, and freeze dried fruit. That's it. Over here it is oats, sugar, creaming agent, which is maltodextrin, sunflower and palm oil, whey, sodium, something. You're talking about just with the can of just regular Quaker Just like oats? a box of, just like a box of oatmeal. It's got the pouch of oatmeal. Okay, I thought you, but you can buy just regular Quaker oats. Like, I make homemade oatmeal, and I just use regular Quaker oats and some water. But like I'm oh, looking at it every morning, here, it's yeah. like Red 40, salt, gum. You're talking about like when you order the pre-made like we have outside, but we serve at the lodge where you yes, make your own. Okay. Yes, yeah, yes. I like I like oatmeal, but I like just regular homemade, just water, boil water, put in fucking oatmeal, and throw in some brown sugar and some milk. Even their fries at McDonald's are different, like how they can cook their fries. Well, fries aren't. Yeah. Fries ain't near as good as they used to be. They're mm-hmm. not as salty as they used to be. Um, 
Anyway. When, I, when I was a kid and you bought McDonald's French fries, you had to have a Coke to drink with every bite you had to because it was so damn salty. And then they quit letting them make you salt. Ryan told us what one of the thing was. They they used to make it in beef lard. What? The, the fries. Yeah. They used to cook uh, them in beef lard, and they don't do that anymore. Yeah, yeah, Well, yeah. it says natural no, beef flavor. It's too temperamental, right? It smokes out too high, and it's, it's, it's hard, and it costs more in the turnover on it. When you use a, you know, I don't think they use a hydrogenated oil, but they use a cheaper version. The Europe's the Europeans got it figured For out. Sure. Like, what other country can smoke until they're eighty and like still have the same death rate as Americans? Well, if it wasn't for Americans, they'd all be speaking <laughs> German. Oh, there you go again with that. It's a fucking truth. Oh, <laughs> it can be the truth, but like it doesn't. I mean, people. It doesn't have to be brought up I, into every time we talk about Europe. Like, well, fuck them. You know, one for Normandy. Well, okay, well, they got a better diet than I, us. I saw a guy. I don't from, know what you want from me. I saw a guy in. Uh, in France talking yesterday and he said it took the Germans so long to take over France. He said the Muslims took it over in two nights or three nights. Cause I guess they've shut down a big portion of Paris recently. Oh, it's bad. It's bad, bad over there. They, oh, all man. that open border and shit, all them people coming over there. And I mean, who doesn't respect the French anyway? So why would you expect a bunch of Muslims come over there and respect you? Yeah, the world the world is going crazy. You know what? You know what was actually so. I was what was I looking for the other day? I was looking for a pair of uh, new mm-hmm. bibs, just like field bibs. The price we pay on shit versus the price that you guys pay on shit—the exact same thing. It is astronomical. It's the duty, isn't it? Like it's what like, it costs for companies to get their product up there. Yeah, like it's crazy. Like even if I was, but even if I like, okay, so I have a. Sister who lives in New York. Let's say, now, let's say I ship Atlanta. something to your sister uh, like we haven't done that before. Yeah. 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 Right. Exactly. Like, I, I can buy stuff, like, but I can buy the same thing up here. I was looking at a pair of bibs. They were like like 900 bucks up here, and I could get them for like 350 right. US. So, like, or 80, whatever it was. Why don't you drive to Buffalo, have them shipped to Buffalo, and go pick them up in Buffalo? Yeah, I know, I know. I got to do that this year. I got to do that this year. Actually, um, who was it? Uh, Ramsey Russell hunted with a a guy that I I helped guide hunts for uh, in the fall, and he left a bunch of boss Mm -hmm. ammo there, and we were shooting all that shit. It just makes a difference. It's a big difference maker. Some people don't. What you need to do is buy you you some shin gear, get you some bibs from shin, and then I can send them to your sister. Yeah, I so I mean so I so I was looking for bibs and then I saw the thing. I think Andy posted it and then as so I was looking and I saw that it just so happened to it. and then I'm like, all right, I'll wait and see what the shin ones. When they're they're come. awesome. They're nice. I'm gonna be we we may me and Andy may be in upstate New York in September. We may be in, in September. September. We may be up there because we're gonna we gotta we're gonna do some filming. And I'm I'm working on we were going to do something in August, but I think we're going to skip and do September and October and finish up. And if we do that, we may go to upstate New York and hunt. If I can find a place that can put us on that last week of those big birds during the early season, we may go up there and film for a couple of days. We have an early season as well. If you want to get on, I don't know if Andy's going to get his. Did you get your passport done yet? Uh, September might be dicey. They, <laughs> they, said September, they said seven, they say, said seven to nine weeks. If you come up weeks. here to hunt, 
for my passport. Oh, it'll be it's got to be quick. We, we, seven to nine weeks. Yeah, the U.S. is so fucked up right now with everything. Like, I don't understand how what COVID had to do with passports. It but doesn't. They're still like hanging on to like, well, COVID has got oh, our man. back pa- passports. I think it's just an excuse. Fuck yeah! I really do. Hey, you know, we Rory, we may end up taking you up on yeah. that, and we may come up in September and come to the restaurant and hunt, and then have you cook a meal for us and yeah. do it on camera. We may do that. We can do that. No problem. We'll, we can figure something. That'd be kind of fun. We, we you uh, may even let you, may let you cook a buffalo head and see if you can really make it taste decent. <laughs> yeah, the odds of us shooting a buffalo head in September, low. <laughs> really? The odds of us shooting a buffalo head legally in September? When, when does y'all's duck season open up there? October, I'm betting. Uh, last down here, it's the last Saturday, fourth Saturday in September. Up, we have like. We kind of have like three, we have three zones, one, two, and three. Uh, the northern zone, which is like hours and hours from us, like driving, it opens second week, I think of September. Um, but there's the central, which isn't as far. I usually go up there the week that they open because a buddy of mine lives up there. But buffalo heads are cold water, like they're cold, cold ducks. You're not shooting one of those in September. We got, uh, really we stupid. caught a couple salmon. When we were in upstate New York, yeah. and it was they were they were pretty good. The amount of fucking pin bones in those things—I didn't think I was ever going to get out all the pin bones. Oh, there's a uh, yeah, they're they're a pain in the ass. The pin bone, but it's a straight line. Yeah, right? like the, the the pin bones run in that straight line. Yeah, yeah that's my. I, I had a YouTube channel for a little while during COVID um, because that was the only like I was working at a college teaching, so I would like make YouTube videos and then post them and then like kind of lecture from there. And uh, I made one that was cle- how to clean a salmon, and it actually did. It was the best video. I had. What is the? Uh, is there? There's not a quick, what easy way to do that? The pin bones. What clean a salmon? Yeah, the pin bones. Is there? Uh, no, I don't think it's. Yeah, it's pretty quick. You can be pretty quick with it. Like if it's it's like repetition though, right? Like anything you do quickly, like I, you know, if you give me a salmon, I can have it pin boned and filleted and cleaned down in a matter of minutes. It's just knowing how to do it and where everything is. You know, you just got to do it a few hundred times. We had a bunch of Texas kids down there, so I didn't want them swallowing a pin bone and then choking to death right in front of me. So I was like, we're going to go over this a couple more times. come on. Well, I'm telling you right now, I I saw them salmon that we brought back from New York in the freezer here. Tony is going to cook them for himself. Tony will choke on one of these fuckers because he'll (laughs) he'll forget to take out the pin bone. You got to keep bread close by. He better take a whole loaf of them. You didn't take the pin bones out when you cleaned them? No, no, no. We did it when we cooked them. Oh, like after you cooked no, them? No, no, no. Like before, like as we were prepping them, before we seasoned them, we took all the pin bones out. <laughs> you fucked yeah. up. I can tell by his look on your face. Are you supposed to take them out as you clean them? Yeah. That's, that's, <laughs> so the whole idea is like, because when you break those, so you, when you come through and you break the rib cage, right? Like that's, they sit just inside of that rib cage bone because there's a line of rib cage bones and then there's the pin bones that kind of sit in the middle of the flay and that's where they connect. So if you take your knife and run your knife upside down over the pin bones, like down the fillet backwards, yeah. you'll just pop them up. Oh. And then you just go through with a pair of pliers That's, and pull them. Seems, seems like the guy that was cleaning y'all's fish wasn't he, too worried about y'all fucked, fucking choking he, to he death. <laughs> Yeah, like no, we oh, we yeah. had to take he the we went with it. Was he the guy? Was he the like the yes, captain? Yeah. Yes, guy? yeah. He just no, fuck he filleted it off and gave it to us. Put him put him in trash bags for us. Yeah, sounds like he didn't do his fucking job. Hope y'all tipped him good. We're talking about boss shot shells all day with the guy. He loved the boss. Yeah, he did. <laughs> he, 
Oh, yeah. I didn't, I didn't no realize problem. that it, yeah. I spent like, you know, a considerable, <laughs> I'm not going to say hours because it wasn't that long, but it was a considerable amount of time, like rubbing my hands over the meat, feeling if there was a pin bone there, and then plucking them out. I didn't realize you could just take the back of your knife and, and they all expose themselves. And then, yeah, I just, and then if you were to, like, because if you were to fillet them and then leave them, like, would they fall back into the fillet? Maybe. They were hiding. I, I don't know. It, it was like yeah, Easter egg, hunt. Yeah, if you do them right away, like, we just, when you fillet them, just rip the pin bones out, take the belly off, all in one. Mm. Yeah. Well. <laughs> he, he was going on vacation the next day. I should have known better. <laughs> yeah, he did. He'd already Yeah, it was out. like, <laughs> you guys put him back in yeah. a day. It was like a Friday, and we were like, oh, you busy this weekend? He's like, no, actually, I'm going on vacation as soon as I'm done with y'all. That should have been my first Why would you go on vacation during your busy season? That's a clue right there. I don't don't know, Jeff. I don't know the guy's life story. I was trying to keep an eight-year-old. When you live up in the north, Jeff, you don't really like – it's not like you – if you have a a nice place to spend some time – Summer is kind of the time to do it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I understand that. I just would think yeah, he's that he's ready a fishing a, guy, though. It would be like us in the middle of waterfowl season. He's getting ready for 120 inches of snow, Jeff. Like, I think he's going to take whatever chance he can to get away. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, he's not He's, he's exactly. not worried about us. He's like, this is my chance to get away. But, I'm going. Uh, if you guys come up in early September, <laughs> we have an early season up here. It's our early season in the spring, in, the, in, the, in September is two weeks. You just can't hunt Sunday. So basically, all of the areas where we're not allowed to hunt Sundays, um, they give that back to us in an early season, uh, 12-day season, and then a late season, uh, six-day. No. Well, we're going to um, we're gonna come up. It's yeah, going to be during seven. the week. I've got to get the schedule worked out because I'm working on two or three different deals and figure out what's best. But we had looked at going on the East Coast somewhere. The, my ideal hunt would us be able to get to do some sea duck hunting. would be awesome in Maine or something. Yeah. If we could do that in late September and then do some, uh, and eat up there and go to a restaurant and do all that stuff. If we could work out with you, it would be good too. I just need to get down and figure out what all we can do. We only got like three days to get this done. And then we're going to go back in October. I think in October, we're going to go to Saskatchewan or over to Alberta and hunt. Oh yeah. Yeah, I think so. That's cool. And that's cool. If Andy can get across the border without any problems, I got a new passport coming, hopefully seven to nine weeks. So that would put it. September. Well, if you end up in Ontario, Andy, you can just don't bring a gun. Yeah, I'm not. Just bring your boots. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> we got you I'm not bringing no anything. Problem. Anything other than what I need. They're not even going to know that I'm hunting up there. I'm not bringing calls. I ain't bringing shit. Well, we're bringing boss shot shells with me. Andy's going to be our driver. Oh, then they're going to get me. You're going to have to drive, Jeff. Well, I can do that. You're going to have you to. You know what? Mule. Honestly, I was thinking about doing that. I was going to run down to the. I was going to order some, ship them to just to like Buffalo or ship them to. I got a buddy of mine in, in just outside of Windsor on the in Detroit. Get him and then just drive down and pick them up. That's what I would do. So if you need somebody to mule them for you, let me know. <laughs> Be a mule. Play, play the mule thing. You know what's crazy is getting into Canada and getting in from Canada to the United States is about as easy as you can get border wise compared to going into Mexico whole different couple i mean just completely different i mean that the, there how many people go across that rainbow bridge a day is a bunch of people mm-hmm. yeah and that's the there's rainbow there's queenston lewiston there's peace bridge there's a whole pile of but man it, it was smooth and easy and just no except was, for not for me well andy he's a felon everywhere I got he goes to go to the secondary entry point but it was it's not a problem oh i got i, I got pulled into secondary one time crossing that border you did yeah, yeah, yeah. We we won a bunch of money at the casino, me and a buddy of mine. And like looking back on it, we 
I don't know, we probably won like three, maybe four grants, but we were like, we like crossed the border. We tell them, we're like, yeah, we're just going to like go to Niagara International, see if we can jump on standby and fly to New York for two days. And they're like, hmm. uh, you've been randomly selected. <laughs> and we were like, probably like, I don't know, 21, 22. And like, they bought- we got like they pulled the, they pulled us over. They searched the whole car. They're like, "This is the stupidest thing we've ever heard." I'm like, ah, "Hang out with us. We'll, we'll fix that for you. No problem." We're just going a short trip. Short trip. Two days going to the yeah, international airport. Days, you know, no big deal. Get down, turn around. What yeah, is? They're like, they're picking some shit up. Is what they're doing. You're allowed to take what ten thousand yeah. dollars cash across the border yeah. from America. You're allowed to bring ten thousand. What about going to Canada? How much cash yeah. is it the same? I think I think we could have. I think we had to. We could bring ten without declaring it. But like. We had, so, I mean, this is 10, 15 years ago, 10 years ago, maybe even 12, 10, 12 years ago. Like we, we were almost on par, I think with the dollar. So we were like, ah, oh, we'll go blow four grand, go to New York for a night or two, just go hang out. It, we didn't, there was no standby flight. We got there. It's like Niagara International Airport. Like I'm used to Toronto International Airport. Like you can jump on a flight back in the day. Like it was a busy airport. Niagara International Airport is not an international. They got nothing to do but look for people. Jeff almost That's Jeff it. almost got to stay in Mexico. My mom got uh she was drawn, you know, you're gonna be the one that we cavity search. And um she couldn't get her iPad cover off, her iPad case. It's like an Otterbox type thing, and it's a super big pain yeah. in the ass to get off. And she called Jeff over there, and Jeff started getting smart with. Uh, it's not I didn't TSA. get smart. I started using common fucking. No, sense. you were you were getting snippy, and he like, went he went through her fucking flip flops. Yeah, they stuck they stuck her flip flops through the X ray machine. I'm like, what the fuck? Are you gonna get off a goddamn flip flop? It's made of rubber. But uh, Jeff started like getting pissy and dropping f bombs, and uh, I thought we were gonna leave him and my mother in Mexico this last time, all over a fucking iPad. I was fixing to throw the fucking iPad on the ground. I'd had enough. I finally ripped that son of a bitch apart. I go there, look in it. I said, what the fuck do you see? I go, and I should have been a red flag because when I, I checked, checked us in, and we're all pre-TSA, and so I checked everybody in. I said, huh. She's like, what is it? I said, it's not pre-TSA checking you in or letting you check in. She goes, what do you mean? I said, I don't know. I said, you're going to have to give me your fucking ID, I guess, when we get to the airport. So we get to the airport. And we go through, and I need Michelle's ID, and it was all no problem at all. Everything's fine. No big issue at all. Michelle Stan- Don Michelle Stanfield, you're needed up here at the gate, please. Flight 8, American Airlines 3 to Dallas-Fort Worth. And Michelle was oh, shopping no. somewhere, and Andy comes up. He said, they're looking for mom. I go, what? So I told <laughs> Michelle, I said, they need you up here. So she goes in there, and I, I go back and do my shit. We're sitting around bullshitting. 30 minutes, I go up there. She's still sitting in line. I go, what's going on? She goes, I don't know. She goes, they're having to check all these people. Fuck, they're doing everything to them, checking them and shit. We're fixing to board a plane, and they still got her over there, and they're going through this fucking iPad. He said, well, we can't let you on. Fuck, just paid $1,100 for some fancy-ass iPad two months ago. Bullshit. I finally ripped that fucking cover off and threw it in the fucking trash there. I was pissed. I asked old Pedro there. I said, listen. Tell your, it ends. I tell you, tell you, do I said, do I send a fucking bill to the Mexican government for this iPad cover to fucking American Airlines? That's what I want to fucking know. Michelle's like, Jeff, shut up, <laughs> shut up. I said, no, it's bullshit. So, anyways, and then she bitched at me like three days later, and I thought, fuck, I should just let him keep her in Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> I did that in London. I got pulled in randomly for a search or whatever. They're like searching you, kind of rough with you. Guy, I don't remember what happened, but he was really like the two guys were like kind of like pushy and shit i was like i don't know what you've heard about canadians but you gotta buy <laughs> dinner first at least 
That was it. That was like it. I was. They didn't like that. Oh yeah, they were pissed. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't like being called homosexual. Oh <laughs> no, <laughs> they did not appreciate my sense of it's humor. Just a fucking joke. I got a TSA pre-check. Yeah. T- pat down at Dallas one time as a as a big guy. He's built about like me, and he grabbed my balls. And I was like. I said, watch him, fuckers. I said, they're down by my knees the older I get. I said, hell, you're older. You know what I'm talking about. He didn't think that's very <laughs> he didn't think that's very funny either. What's the deal? I don't know why people don't have a sense of humor. If you're gonna yeah, be doing body checks on people, those people are fucking miserable though. Like they, that's your job. They've heard every joke. Yeah. yeah. They've heard every joke. Yeah. They've ever it's probably a tense place to work. I only have yeah. but I only have so much to like you you get up and go to work and read it. Yeah. Like, I got if you're not if you're gonna be curmudgeoning about it, it's a joke, not a dick. Don't take it so fucking hard. I, uh, I got held back at the Saskatoon airport one time for about an hour and a half. Because he wasn't hunting. Because I wasn't hunting. They's like, uh, are you hunting? I said, no, I'm not. I'm just up here to film our hunt. Well, you know you can hunt. I said, yeah, I'm very well aware of that, but I didn't bring anything to hunt with. I said, I'm not hunting. We have camouflage clothes there. I said, yeah, I'm going to film the hunts with these guys. They just kept going on and on and on. Have you ever been arrested before? I said, nope, never. So they sit me back in the room, and this lady comes in, and she asked me a thousand questions, and she's got a computer printout of shit. And I thought, fuck, they're fixing to send my ass back to America on the next flight back. And went over it and over. And after about an hour, she came in again. I go, ma'am, what's the problem here? I said, all because I didn't buy a hunt license? I said, I'm not going to hunt. I said, and she started asking me questions. I said, you know what? I feel exactly. I said, now I know how people feel when they have to talk to me in court. And I think they're lying to me about something. I keep asking them questions. She goes, what do you mean? I said, when I have court in Texas and I ask people questions I think are lying to me. I said, you're doing the same thing to me trying to get them to tell you a story. I said, I'm telling you the story. She goes, in court, what do you mean? I go, I'm a judge in a little town in Texas. She goes, you're a judge? I said, yes. She goes, oh, well, excuse me, Mr. Stanfield. Gave me all my shit. She goes, you can go now. That was the end of it. It was a whole thing. pulled that car an hour ago. I was like, God damn, I should have told you an hour ago I was a judge if I thought it made a difference. And if I knew it was that easy just to say that I'm a judge in Texas and then not look into it, I'll just use that every time. I guess then she realized I wasn't lying to her. I was like, but I figured out later was in Canada, you can't get a hunting license if you're a felon or you've had a DWI. You're not supposed to get in the country even. But no, there's a. I know that they can turn you out the border with a with a D W or D U W I. Yeah, that's a big one up there. And so I'm assuming I'm assuming when I didn't buy a hunting license, they thought I got flagged because I had a DUI or something, and that's what the whole process was. Uh, And I was like, no, I'm just not. I know that like after that whole foils thing, they started cracking down on outfitters and stuff like that. Like, oh, we because I know they're part of that part of that story was like. He was smuggling drugs or something. I don't know. Deal. I don't catch me. I don't even think he got in trouble for going to Canada. I thought it was all the other shit. I think it was in Canada. He got in trouble for shooting one. Like one day he shot too many birds or something. Yeah. And that's what they nailed him with in Canada. But like there was no, he never brought anything illegally in. Yeah. I think it was like his ex and some guy or something. Yeah. I think that's all rumor <laughs> stuff. But whatever it was, they fucking talked to me for a long, long time. And then finally, all of a sudden, I went from a fucking convict to, and she was really nice to me. And then the other guy was nice to me too, and they let me go. Could we get you something yeah, to drink? People for just you? want to visit with can, you. Can, That's can we get you a drink or something for you? To, no, I got to wait on my buddy. But then my buddy, hell, he was back there almost just as long too. They just got to make sure there's no riffraff coming in across that border. That's all they care about. That's the difference. Yeah, between I mean, we can't have uh, Canada's yeah. fucking nailing everybody for being waterfowl fitters on our border. We're worried about them bringing fentanyl across. We're not even really worried about that. Well, no, that's true. They just kind of just come across. Yeah, it, it like I, I, a buddy of mine. He's a he's a guide out west, and he he 
guys at an outfit that's mostly Americans come up to hunt and he's like, it's like American clients are just so much better. So much better than Canadian clients. Like he got, uh, cause they tip. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know, the Canadians that I've hunted have all been wonderful people. We hunt some Canadians every year and they're great guys. It's crazy too, because well, the the regular Canadian is just like a regular American guy. We're all the same. There ain't much difference. We're all sick of all oh, the yeah. bullshit. We're just all outnumbered by the big cities. And it's just, you know. Does Canada have a tipping culture? Because I know there's certain parts of the world where tipping is not normal. That lady expected it at the restaurants we ate at. Yeah, no, we definitely have like a tipping culture when it comes to like restaurants and stuff. Right. I just think like for hunting guides, I, don't, I just don't think. Like, yeah, some people tip you. Some people don't. Right. I don't really think it's. Hey, do, you, do you ever do chicken fried steak at your restaurant? Never. Oh, that's a good meal. Have you, yeah, you, yeah, have you ever had it? Of course he has. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, oh, yeah. Chicken fried steak, it's good. Don't get me wrong. It's delicious. But, like, not really the uh, the, the target audience that we're, uh, we're going after. You know what I have that's on the menu right now that's amazing? There's a bison farm, a local bison farm, and it's incredible. Uh, the genetics come out of the Yellowstone National Park. It's no bovine intervention. The most amazingly flavorful meat I've ever had. Yeah, buffalo's pretty like good. What are you doing with it? Like steaks or like buffalo burgers? You know what? No, we don't do burgers. Uh, so I don't buy the grind because he sells a lot of grind to other people. I buy the tomahawk, um, but he, he butchers like, so he, he raises them, then he sends them off to be killed, and then he brings them back in, in hot, like half, half bison, but he breaks them there. So I can get the tomahawk, but I can get that third bone into the shoulder. So you get that extra uh, cat meat. It's incredible. So we do those. We'll do like bone-in tenderloins. We'll do uh, ribeyes, bone-in ribeyes, strip loins, that, stuff. That is my favorite. Uh, we I go to a restaurant in Abilene called Copper Creek for pl- free plug for them. And they're really good, and they do a ribeye chicken fried steak, and it's really, really, really. Why would good. you ruin a ribeye? It's very, it's fried. very good. I mean, I eat ribeyes all the time. I mean, what's it? Steak's a steak, but I, yeah. But I like the ribeye. I chicken bet it's fried a different. Steak. It's got to be a different grade of meat, probably. I, like they're probably just frying their choice or whatever. It's very good though, and they've got a lot of figure? pepper, a lot of pepper in the um batter, in the batter which makes it really in good. in the too. batter. And and then they put it over real mashed, real mashed potatoes and gravy. It's not something I have all the time, but I do like chicken fried steak. It's a southern deal. Hey, so let me ask you this: when you're serving, when you're when you're selling the bone in. You're you're charging for the bone, yeah. of course, right? Yes. Yeah. Why, yeah. why wouldn't you? You ain't gonna <laughs> yeah. take the loss on it. Well, yeah, exactly. But yeah. I mean, no. is that a way Are to you, like finagle the number a little bit? Differently. Andy's the kind of guy that goes no. to the butcher shop and says, "Can I get a? Can I get that uh, uh, tomahawk and take the bone out?" And then wants him to charge him for the no. wants him to weigh it after the it's bones the out. Exact same fucking piece of meat. It is, but they charge you it for that is. bone. That's what I'm getting That's at. That's why I said you'd ask like to get if it cut I pay out. For the bone, I pay for the bone, you pay for the bone, yep. right? Like, it's, it's one of those things, like, but I think that there's there's a there's a, there's a reason that those bones are there. Let's, you know what I mean? Like, anytime you cook something on the bone attached, you're getting that marrow, you're getting that flavor out of a bone. It's not just for show. The tomahawk is most show because you go out of your way to French it and make it all, like, right. nice and stuff, but... But anytime you cook something on a bone, you're going to get a little bit of more of that marrow and more of that whatever it's attached to. You get more flavor out of it. Listen, I love a bone tomahawk. and strip loin. I, you know, it's I've, yeah, I've posted something not long. I think you commented on it. Like I posted a video of me doing a tomahawk not too long ago. I'm fine with paying for the bone, but it's a, I, 
in my mind, it's like another one of those marketing things where it's like, we'll attach a bone and we get to charge for a piece that they're not going to eat. A little bit more money. Well, the tomahawk, the tomahawk is that, right? Because it's the same. If you look at like a prime rib and a tomahawk, a bone-in prime rib, and cut a steak out of it, and a tomahawk and cut a steak out of it, it's the exact same cut. You're just get with a tomahawk. You're getting that longer bone. It's, it's a showpiece. There's point. no, there's no difference. Yeah, it's just, it's just a showpiece. Is it better? No. Is it there? Like, is it gimmicky? Yeah, absolutely. Does it sell more? Absolutely. Right. That's all I was getting at, Jeff. You know. That's all. I know. I know why yeah. they do it, but I know I can see you ask them to cut the bone off, oh, Jesse. Off. If we cut that bone off, we'll, we'll have to pay six ounces no. extra. But it, I mean, it is true. I, I mean, know. what's it like if you're going to do a bone in rib, I, bone in prime rib versus bone out yeah. prime rib? There's zero. There's no benefit to keeping the bone in there. In my mind. Uh, no, flavor. I what? Like, I think you do pick up that flavor. Oh. You do pick up that marrow. You do pick up like it's, it's, it's anytime you have any sort of muscle that hasn't been cut and separated from, you know, the actual carcass, the whole, the more, more whole you can keep a carcass, the more moisture it's going to retain, the more flavor you're going to get out of that bone as it roasts, the marrow is coming out of it. You're basing that meat. Like you do, you do pick up more from it. It's like, are you getting that noticeable of a difference? The tomahawk? No. But like if you if you look up like a Cote de Buff, it's a bone in rib it's a bone in rib steak, but it's usually cut a bit bigger. That's how I like to eat a rib steak. Um, bigger on both sides, more you know, thin ribeyes, they just they wear you know, you know uh, damn well there is a guy out there that has went to a butcher shop and asked to have the bone removed. But because he doesn't want to pay that extra price. Well, you just get a boneless ribeye. Oh. Of course. But I'm telling you, there's oh, been a I guy at a tomahawk. The way people try to get around you is crazy. Yes. People tight asses. Oh, I had a guy. I had a guy yell at me one time because I would. What was it? He wanted chicken legs. So he wanted the. He said so we bought the chicken legs. And then he wanted. Well, he wanted me to skin them first and then take the bones <laughs> out of them. And I'm like. Huh. All right, man. Sure, no, no, no problem. Buys like six chicken legs. So I bone them, skin them, throw it all back in the scale, and then weigh it. And he's like, "No, no, 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 no! I'm not buying the bone in the skins. I, I don't want that. You can keep that." <laughs> <laughs> Throw that away. All right, pal. Then I'm gonna charge you. I gotta charge you more for him. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's kind of how it works. And he was like miserably angry. So I was like, "You know what? I'm gonna get my boss because I, you're right. an idiot." So he wanted he wanted skinless, boneless legs. Yeah, but wanted to pay the price of a whole leg, but not pay for the bones. Right. Yeah, that's they're like, fucking hollow bones. Like, how much extra weight could you be talking about? You know, and the skin. What you should have said is, you know, okay, well, I'll take that. I'll take the skin and the bone away, but you're gonna pay fucking twice as much for me having to debone them and take the skin off of them. You're going to pay for my yeah, price. Absolutely. You're going to pay for my expertise yeah. now. My labor, exactly. I mean, I was... You, well, yeah, you know, he went home and bitched his wife about Never that. Never going back to that meat market. <laughs> oh He'd been running out of every meat market in I, town. Really, I, I don't know how people do, like, frontline customer service. I did, and at the butcher shop, like, there were enough other people around. Like, our head butcher was a very intimidating gentleman. Yeah. And, uh... But if I ever had any real issues, like I'd just grab him and be like, that guy wants to talk to you. And then he'd go talk to them and he'd be like, yeah, I got an idiot. He's <laughs> like, well, you said it. You, you, but, is, is oh, the, yeah. My favorite part of a chicken are chicken thighs. 
and it seems oh, yeah. to be getting That's to be right. more and more popular everywhere you go. Oh yeah, I don't or know the, who, if you. Yeah, I'm not yeah. eating the breast. I think the breast worst is kind of, of a fad. Worst worst part in the world. People eat the shit all they want to. Yeah, especially like God. a boneless, skinless chicken breast. Like, uh, no thanks. I'll just I'll have a salad. Like I'm. It's about the same fucking thing. Yeah, it's yeah. like chewing yeah, on a yeah, piece I don't of cardboard. If yeah. it's done par- if it's done oh. improperly, like it's dry, it's it's not good. Tough. Ugh. Um, would at this butcher shop were y'all breaking down like whole halves of of cows and stuff like that? We were we were subs, so we would do sub primals. Uh, we get hips in sometimes. We do you know a lot of ribeyes, strip ones, stuff like that. We did a lot of grinding. We made sausages. We made burgers. When we went to the bigger facility, then we got cap ons. We got bigger stuff like long bones and ribs and mm-hmm. stuff. Um, but when we were retail, no, not really. Have you ever uh? But, have you, you ever, ever made homemade bologna? Ooh. Homemade bologna? Yeah. 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 How do you? It's actually the the cheaper and shittier the sausages are, like the the, the thing that you're trying to make is, like hot dogs. The harder they are to make. I love bologna. Probably yeah, my too. favorite lunch meat there is. That says no, a lot about you, Jeff. Favorite. You're also the guy that goes to a fucking fish place and orders a sloppy Joe. So it was not a fucking fish place. It was a <laughs> bar place. We were that, eating on the water, Jeff. They were catching the fish out in front of us. And then you're ordering sloppy joes. <laughs> we're catching the fish out in <laughs> front of us. They were. What, what'd you have to eat? Both night, every night we ate there. Would you eat? <laughs> I can't even remember. You had fish every night we was there. No, I can't remember. No, now. you didn't. So fuck you. You're lying about that <laughs> shit. I didn't. Eat, I didn't order a sloppy joe, and then they complain had, to, to this. To, you complain to the whole table about how bad it was. I didn't complain. Somebody goes, "How was it?" I go, eh, yeah, it's a little, well, little sweet." That's because <laughs> when the chefs when the chef saw it come across, they're like. Fuck! It's I can't like believe you, anybody ordered this. It was eat, like eating chili. You were the one. You were the sole reason that they had to keep that on the menu. Yeah. It's it's like, like hey, eating it chili in Cincinnati. Nobody puts fucking cinnamon in chili. I don't give a fuck who you are. It's fuck. terrible. I was in Ohio and I tried that. Oh. It's vile. Yes, it is it's vile. It's awful. It's I don't care. Terrible. Like, you can keep keep your chili. Yeah, and then Hell, put beans in chili. Keep yeah. it. Fox no, comes no, to Christmas no, no. a couple of years ago or Thanksgiving, and we have a deal, and he makes. Everybody brings a platter, and he brings fucking skyline chili with cream cheese as a dip with cinnamon in it. Chili and cinnamon do not capiche. But I will say this. I did have a cinnamon roll chili on top of cinnamon roll in Tennessee, and it was very good. I never thought I'd say that, but it was an actual cinnamon roll and had a bowl of chili or a ladle of chili on top of it. It was pretty tasty. So I was shocked yeah, by I, that. Yeah. Now, I'm going I'm to hold on. I, I want to put a... a Andy's fucking making me sound like a dumbass eating at the seafood place. We're on the fucking Lake Ontario. Listen to this. And we order lobster bisque as their go-to deal. There ain't a fucking lobster in that place, but it was very good. It was good. There ain't a lobster that lives a thousand miles Fuck yeah. You know, I mean, what the hell? I didn't order lobster bisque. You were the one that raved about how good the lobster bisque was. It was good. Ask your wife. She loved it, too. It was very good lobster bisque. I love lobster bisque. I love lobster bisque. I mean... I, if there's a lobster bisque or a chowder on a menu, yeah, I'm, I'm probably going to order it because I love it. But like sometimes you got to look at it and be like, it's a bad, yeah. it's a bad idea. M- Michelle, not gonna Michelle, go my way. Michelle makes lobster bisque in Knox City. It's a long fucking way to a place of lobster is from here. But it really oh, shouldn't be called lobster bisque. It should be called lobster chowder because she buys all kinds of lobster meat to put with it. It's the most expensive shit we serve up here. That or the crab chowder. She makes she crab soup that's very, very good. But that shit is that's high dollar. Shit's expensive. 
Yeah, the food cost that month, the budget's gone. That's oh, it. That's an yeah. end of month. That's an end of month day or beginning of the month. <laughs> she, the first time she made it, if she I ever goes, book a hundred, I'm gonna say, all right. Now let me know when Michelle's booking yeah. making crab soup. That's yeah, what I'm, I'm yes, I'm gonna book this around the, the crab. The shit. shit is excellent. Yeah. I'm, but I'm she, not coming down is, for sloppy joes. Or no, like, no. She tells me one time she goes, hey. Stop at market at Market Street, and she goes grab me. She says I'm gonna make a lot or, or he she crab soup for. Um, it's gonna be cold tomorrow. I'm gonna make she crab soup for us. Okay, she goes get two cans of lump crab meat. I said okay, hundred and twenty two dollars for two cans of crab meat. I was like, God dang, God dang. Have yeah. you seen the videos of them making that imitation crab meat? It's like all it is is like paste. It's I don't eat that yeah, stuff. Like I don't eat that polish? stuff. It's, it's like, like a fish, and they whip it, and then it's that. Yeah, add, add some food coloring to it, and then make stringy shit. Yeah, and it's like yeah, it yeah. is the furthest thing from a so crab. The, so the red dye that they have is not crab legs you're looking Fuck, at. No, like there. <laughs> no, I saw, I saw a video not too long ago of them making it, and like there's, it's just like toothpaste, and like you said, like a fish, and like they mold it together, and it is not a. Yeah, it's weird. Hurt. No, and honestly, like you can tell by like the price of something yeah fuck yeah like if you get to look at like a crab roll or something and it's like 12 bucks you're like all right well that's not real crab <laughs> <laughs> no that's exactly right i'm paying i think 65 bucks a pound right now for alaskan king how crab. much actually i'll tell you right now because i just got my fish guy just sent me an email but that's what I paid. Michelle's like, listen, don't buy imitation by the real shit. Well, that's, I was thinking, that's how it starts out right there. You probably, I'll show it to you when we, whenever we hang up. But like, that's it. Yeah. Like that. It's just goopy shit. Oh, it's gross. And people buy, uh, people gross. buy the yeah. shit out of that stuff too. I'll stay at the, uh, at the seafood. At, I'll buy stuff every once in a while at our market and I'll buy the, that this in the seafood aisle and I'll see people buying that shit. They'll be like, oh, this is only $10 for a pint of it. Well, yeah. <laughs> What's uh, fucking what, real? What's your favorite sushi? Like, what do you? What fish do you like to put on top of your on top of your thing? What's my favorite? I don't know. Our guys are wild. Like they just they my sushi guy. My sushi guy like he orders his own fish from his own supplier. Like I just get the invoices, make sure the numbers make sense. Like that's all mm-hmm. I do. They do we. Just, one they call a, a dynamite roll, so it's like shrimp tempura in top, and then it's like like hard seared and then scallops like thinly sliced over top of that, and then they take scallops and like toss it with like the cubie mayo and like the fish eggs, and then warm that up and put it on top. <clears throat> that one's really really good. The bluefin is really really good. The toro that's really good. Um, I like. The we have one. It's a Alaskan king crab. So they they have the Alaskan king crab inside, and we finished that with like caviar and truffles. Ooh, that's a really good one. Um, but honestly, like, I, I I like a green dragon. It's just like avocado on top, and then shrimp tempura in the middle. Have yeah. you have you seen any of the pictures that Joe Rogan posts whenever he's eating sushi? Like no number one. Is he eating the it, real shit? It's probably insane the amount of money that a good like sushi guy can charge. Oh yeah, but, wow. but like the techniques and stuff, it's phenomenal. It's mind blowing. Some of the shit that uh, I'll see if I can. Oh, mind blowing. Find one, but like those sushi guys are crazy. Some of the some crazy. of the ways oh. that they figure shit out. Do you guys ever get soft shell crabs down there, like the, the young blue crabs, with before they they harden? It's, I've never had hard. it. Yeah. No, I've never had. We a get them. Always wanted a crab sandwich where they have the shell and all. Never ever had that. Oh. 
so okay. So in crab season, we put them on, we put them on like the allotment on them was screwy. Like some, some days I get them, some days I don't, I order them. I kind of got to say how much I want at the beginning of the week. And then hopefully I get them this year. I, I hit, and I got like, I don't know. I probably got a hundred crabs. So I put them on special one weekend. We had like a crab salad, a crab sandwich, and then a crab sushi roll. That one was incredible. Cause you really? just, Snip them between the eyes, cut their face off, like their <laughs> eyes, and they have these horns off, and then take out their gills, and then right there, like he's killing them as he's cleaning them, and then making them. It was the best thing I've ever had. How did you do the sushi rolls? So he he takes the crab, and then he he the sushi guy cuts like so you cut their face off. You lift up their sort of what would be like the shell on the sides, and they have the gills. So you just snip out the gills, and then flour them, tempura, fry them. And then he sets the roll. And then when it comes out of the fryer, he just seasons it really quick, throws it into this roll, rolls it, cuts it four times. And then the legs kind of hang out, the claws kind of hang out the top. And then the meat of the body is like in the roll. Amazing. I just sent you some videos of uh, the guy making the sushi for Joe Rogan. And then like also the pictures afterwards, the guy making the sushi is wearing a Rolex. So like, you know, I think he's doing okay in life. He's doing okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just and just making like he just made a sushi. Sushi's uh sushi by scratch, but um sushi by scratch in Miami. Oh yeah, that's the inaugural that's a tuna, bluefin. These are all these are so these are called nigiri. So anytime you see that like anything like kind of like folded over rice, that's nigiri. And that's then you expensive. have maki, which is like the roll. It's really expensive, yeah. right? Yeah, I mean all sushi like all sushi is expensive. Well, most sushi is expensive because sushi relies on premium ingredients right like it's not like french food where you can take like an old chicken and cook it in a pot and you know like you need premium ingredients and then prepared very simply but it's in that simplicity of technique and refinement that you that you need a lot of talent i've never ever had sushi that i liked now i've had california rolls and i think they got imitation crab meat in them and avocado or shrimp and they're pretty good yeah but the raw the raw fish bait no i love but i love ceviche I love ceviche, but I just do. I just, I had a slab of cold fucking tuna in Las Vegas one time. Oh, I told him. I love it. Yeah, no, oh, it's, it's amazing. It's, it was absolutely. Uh, abs- the way you say it too is just, the, it just, I love it. It's the best every time. Also, ceviche. I was driving down the, I was on the highway the other day. I almost, I almost crashed my car gagging listening to the priest talk about his eating challenge. Oh, Bilal eggs are the grossest. Like they're the grossest fucking thing in the world. I'll send you the list that we've got. <laughs> Andy's got quite There's, the challenge. Don't, don't waste your time. Don't do it. I, I don't want to. Oh. It is like he's got Navarro's fermented mudfish and rice, haggis, and then haggis is not bad. Pork haggis done well is just like it's just stuff cooked in the sheep's intestines. <laughs> this won't be done well. This yeah, will be no, some this is out of a, this is out of a can. Shit. It's out of a can for fourteen dollars. <laughs> And then pork brains and meat gravy. And milk milk gravy, I'm sorry. <laughs> pork brains and milk oh. gravy. If Andy does all four of them and takes a bite and holds it down, I got to go to church on Sunday. I win. I'm getting saved, He's by, getting, I'm yeah. getting saved by Jesus. You get to go and, here with the Lord and, has to say, and, and I'm going to be asking God for help. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to be white-knuckling no, it on the toilet. There is no win in this for Andy. Like, you're nuts, man. There's, well, there are certain things in the world. Andy like, should have won the challenge. fruit is not bad. It's not. It's not. It just not smells bad. bad. No, they. Like when we were in Thailand, yeah. Like I bought one and cleaned it on the side of the road because I was so curious. And there's like a part of it that stinks, but like once you clean it and like take the seeds out, it, it's 
it's not bad. Like they're fine. I saw one now, in Chinatown and I asked. They grow durian, right? right? I was in a place where they grow durian fruit. By the time you get durian fruit to West Texas, <laughs> you might be fucked. <laughs> but I wanted to buy one in, uh, we were in Chinatown and they had them on sale on the corner and I wanted to buy one. They yeah. have them fucking doubled and tripled bag where nobody could even smell them. And I asked the lady, I said, y'all yeah. have any of this cut up already? I was, cause they could make a kill in them stands. If they would cut them yeah. up and let people, I'd pay 20 bucks to take a bite out of one just to try it. Just to say I tried it. Yeah, no, they're, they're, they're good. There's a couple of like, uh, Asian supermarkets up here. You can get them if you want one. Like they smell bad, but like once you clean them, they're, they're great. What is there? They, they, is there a food out there that is is supposed to be bad? That you're like, it is as bad as you thought it would might be. Like you said, durian. You know that's notorious. You talk about stinky foods, and you said that yeah. wasn't bad. Has there been a food that you were like, I know people say it's bad. I'm going to try it anyway, and then you're like, oh yeah, that's that's way worse. Oh well, Bilal? The, the egg. Yeah, oh. <laughs> it was gross. What is that? Is that the egg? It's a black that fermented egg. Yeah, the fermented un chicken. <laughs> like oh yeah, <laughs> so you don't think Andy will be able to do um, brain, that? No, no. Like honestly, the smell of it alone will like turn you and like. How does that? How does so that anything like that catch momentum to where people are you know paying astronomical amounts of money to eat these things? Because it's a delicacy. Well, no isn't it? It's not. I don't think it's a delicacy. I think you. It's it's culturally in in a culture's food sort of repertoire, and people will eat it. But it's not like a. Well, like a delicacy, I don't think. Like, there's other things that, like, I don't know, are a delicacy, like, um, that people like really get into. I don't know, what would it be? Like, in what about the shark they eat, like, in Iceland or something or Norway, where they, that, yeah, like, I tried it, like, it's not, it's not good. It's not like it's some people love it because it's like whatever historically significant to where they live, and it was a you know, all that fermented and pickled and preserved. It's like herring, like, pickled herring, it, yeah, it's okay. I'd rather just have fresh herring, you know? I mean, like, I'm not trying to survive winter in a Scandinavian country. Mm. So it does not appeal to me to eat a fermented shark. I'll try it because you know, I'm curious enough. But once you start fermenting and, you know, especially seafood proteins, like, there's no, I don't know, there's no real, I, I don't think there's that There's enough. Like, there's nothing about Eating China's thousand-year-old egg is a Ugh. video on YouTube. Like, there's an Alaskan. There's an Alaskan dish or an Eskimo dish, and it could even be the Nuvit or whoever the hell it is, the Inuits. Nuvit? But yeah. but it's a uh, it's a fat well blubber and some kind of berries, and they mix it together. Yeah, and that's, I can't that think that of the one, name I of it. Had that on like a it's it, with something like it was on like a it was an indigenous chef was doing them, and there was something was like on like a bannock or something. It was good. Like it was good. It's not the kind of thing where you're like, that's my staple. I'm eating that every day. But like these people who are just like sitting there munching like canned fermented shark. Like those people are hungry. Did you know, you, I miss Andrew Zimmern's show. I used to love to watch that shit with all the weird shit he would eat yeah. everywhere. I got to quit looking at oh, this. Man, I got to quit looking. Yeah. That's, it's getting worse. I can't. If I were you, I would just he, I would just get really, really drunk and then eat it because you know you're going to throw up anyway. And then you just did you, you throw just up? Deal with it. That's it. The ball? Oh yeah, yeah, hundred percent. I got it down in the one bite and then I was like gag, gag, and then let it hang. Remember how miserable you yeah. were trying to eat that hot chicken? Yeah, imagine but that's this. different, Jeff. What? What? Where did you guys go in Nashville? Did you go to Princess or did Hatt- you go to Hattie B's? Hattie B's. Yeah, the Hattie B's. The mother. Cl- did you Hattie do the? Shut the cluck up. 
the worst one, the, the heaviest one? No, no, no. Jeff, what, do you know what my last name is? <laughs> why? Yeah, that's why. I, yeah, I got you now. <laughs> that's exactly it, buddy. Yeah. Well, like, I like spicy when it comes to like flavorful, like no cultures where you can eat spicy food, like Indian food, you know, Vietnamese food, China, like spice with flavor is I'm okay with. But when you're just like eating like hot for the sake of hot, like this was just miserable. Not, I'm not going to be that guy. This I've, was just miserable. I've never been anywhere. Now I don't eat hot, hot food. I've ate at a Thai restaurant once and the food was very good. It was very spicy, but it was really good. I had to drink a lot of water, sweating the whole time, but it was, but yeah. it was good. And, and I've had Mexican food. That's pretty spicy. I've had some really spicy jalapenos before, but I, in my lifetime yeah. have never, ever took a bite of something that I could not take more than one bite of. And that shut the cluck up at Hattie B's is a should be a one bite challenge. It was oh. absolutely terrible, and I mean it's bad. And you'll get to see Andy on one of our episodes of Boss. Andy, you get to see Andy eating it, but it's a it was short lived. I'll put it that way. It's it's it it's, was absolutely it's, it was bad. it's a tough deal. Bad bad bad. You pay for it three times. Yeah no I yeah absolutely. And it's just crazy. But when they bring that chicken strip out to you, and it's not even a real big strip, but it's solid black no. with mm -hmm. Carolina Reaper. Ghost pepper sauce and shit. On oh it. my god! <laughs> yeah, like I think I had like the one or the two, like something on the like medium, light side, mild, and then, medium, like, yeah, mild or medium or whatever it was. And then Prince's was really good. Like I love Nashville hot chicken. It's like the sandwiches, like it's it's good. Like I like it a lot, but like setting yourself on fire <laughs> for no immediate benefit, just like it's oh, it was terrible. Absolutely you awful. know, they had something I really liked at Hattie B's, though. They had uh, frozen Coke and Jack Daniels or Jim Beam, and I like that. That's good. Like a Coke icy with That'd liquor, and it's good. But that was and that was to keep your tongue from falling off after eating that hot shit. I'll tell you a place we ate in Nashville. Have you been to the Loveless Cafe? No, I have not. It's a must for anybody that goes to Nashville. It's a, uh, they're, yeah. Andy's not a big fan. I liked it there, but what's funny it's an is hour outside they're, of Nashville. They're, Save they're, time. they're famous for their biscuits. Nope, they're going. famous for biscuits. They, they, you know, like you go to a Mexican restaurant, they bring you chips and hot sauce. They bring you a platter of yeah, biscuits yeah, yeah. with apple butter and jams and stuff. Their food was really good. Everybody loves it except for Andy, of course. Go to pill, get Pillsbury from uh, your local convenience store or your local grocery store and cook it in your oven. Similar. Friend of yeah. mine just ate there this weekend. Yeah. He told me, he said, that place is the bomb. I said, it's great. What they did have, though, is they've got ham, and I'm not a big ham's okay, but I like the spiral honey baked ham. Not, But they had red-eye gravy. Oh, that shit's horrible. Made with coffee. You like red-eye gravy? I do not, but I like honey I, baked ham. Red-eye gravy, when they do it with, like, it's like gravy, and then they add espresso, and it's just... It was like uh, fucking drinking fucking warm water out of an ashtray. <laughs> it was not good at all, but I like adequate. Yeah, but that's what they should say that too. If you have, if you ever had hot water ran through an ashtray, well, here try our red eye gravy because that's what it tastes like. Where was I? I was at a place in. I was at a place in Atlanta, just outside of Atlanta, and we. I don't even. I don't remember where it was. Didn't you say Ron liked the but red it was eye like gravy? Sausage gravy and biscuits. Sausage gravy, like, white gravy with sausage. Yes. You don't like that. No, 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 no. It was amazing. Yeah. It was amazing. But, like, I don't remember what else I had. Like, that wasn't the thing. I just, like, got that on the side. And I think I just ordered another one and didn't eat whatever I had. I was just like... Biscuits and... It yeah, was sausage bad. gravy and biscuits biscuits is good. and gravy. Hey, yeah. have you... Uh, 
This is a dumb question. This is probably a dumb thing to say because you're a world traveler and a famous chef. But have you ever ate Chicken Express? That's a southern. That's thing. a chicken. Okay. It's a southern. It's a no. southern fast food place. They sell chicken. They have it in the bone, or they've got regular tenders. Yeah, yeah. But they serve it with cream gravy, like that you had. Without, yeah, and it yeah. is excellent. But people up north is like, I never had chicken and gravy before. I thought, fuck, that's a normal. It's a southern thing. Oh no, chicken and gravy. And if you go to the south and you get like stew chicken and dumplings, chicken and dumplings are good too. That's my jam. Chicken and dumplings when they like, yeah. If you're in, if you're in, next time you go to Nashville, you got to go to Sean Brock's restaurant. Sean Brock. Um, yeah, he's like the godfather of the South and Southern. We food. ate at a real fancy place while we were there too, and I can't remember the name of. it. Was that in Nashville? Yes. Yes. Yeah, Huff. Um, I. Did you eat at Huff? No, no, like but it was a, a it was a high dollar steakhouse, steakhouse we went to. It was nice. Oh, steakhouse. You, you know, it's a nice place when they charge yeah. you twelve bucks for a baked potato. <laughs> Yeah, sometimes you get to some of those. You, get, you you go in for dinner and you get a steak, and it's like, oh, that that doesn't. I don't. I don't get anything with my, no. my steak. Yeah, I gotta. I got nothing. No, no, no sign. I gotta pay another. Cool. Better be another right. twenty dollars. But that's why I don't order steak when I go out to a restaurant. You, you, it's got to be like something really special for me to. Order I very steak. seldom order steak because like, I eat it at home. Yeah, and like, there's nothing you can do to a steak that I can't. Do, me and Michelle you know? go to that, that steakhouse we go to in Abilene all the time, and my favorite thing to order there is chicken cordon bleu. They do a chicken cordon bleu yeah. with a green chili cream gravy on top of it, and they serve it with jalapeno cheese grits, and it is out of this world. That does sound like it's out of this world. i tell you one place See, I don't... 100% I would order that. The Ruth Chris. I, I've been there a couple times, but I've never been too impressed with Ruth Chris Steakhouse. It's a high volume steakhouse. Like you know what they 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 maintain a consistent level, right. and they they hit they have their mark and they hit it every time. And for most people, like we have a similar concept up here. It's called the keg. It's a steakhouse. You know, it's a nice. They're all every keg dining room kind of looks the same. Every keg menu is the same. It's an okay steak if you want a steak. Right. You know, and it's they're always busy. It's always packed. It's the great business. But like, are they pushing it forward? No, but. Yeah, like every you know, time I've gone up. to Ruth Chris, I've just kind of been like, well, you know, it was, it was okay, but like, yeah, I'd be fine going okay. somewhere else and saving twenty bucks. There's, like, I just want, to eat yeah, it. absolutely. I want to go to Peter Luger's. I've never eat there. I would like to do. And that. there's a place in Las Vegas. You were just in New York. I've been you? New York twice in the last freaking. In me and Andy, maybe when me and Andy go back, if we go into New York and we got you time, have to we make, make like there. crazy reservations, like a month out, I think, for Peter Luger's. I think. You just, I don't think you can just walk listen, in off of this the street. If, if Jeff can get out of a, a ticket or a, a prosecution <laughs> in Canada by saying he's a judge, you can say, I'm, I'm fucking Andy Shaver. Hit him on Instagram. Tell him you want to come. Doc, don't, don't make Dr. Stanfield has gotten in a few places we weren't supposed to get into. Yeah, so I would, but can you imagine? I'd be a nervous wreck the whole time. Like someone's going to find him. Someone's going to recognize him. Someone's going to tell me he's not a doctor. I would, or I would, my thing is, is like he's going to say he's a doctor and somebody's going to go into labor. And you know, you're going to see that movie thing like, is there a doctor in the house? And then the, the host is going to be like, Dr. Dr. Sanfield's right over here in the I'll green say, shirt. I can't do it because but of my insurance. Jeff is so good. Like, couldn't you just see like an old man having a heart attack in the middle of the dining room in the waitress? <laughs> right. He's like, Dr. Sanfield, we need you. And Jeff just stands up. I'm a guy oncologist, but I'll do my best. <laughs> yep. and, like, buddy, still dies. Uh, like, he would keep the charade going that long. Right. I just, love it. Long almost, enough for the EMS to get there. Dr. Stanfield almost got in trouble when he was 18 years old. I was at a party one night and a uh, deck fell off or a uh, Whatever the hell, what do you call that? People stand on the outside of their 
not a balcony, a balcony fell. Balcony. And I was on the balcony with about 40 other people, and this son of a bitch crashed, and we went crater into the ground. This girl got hurt, and she was good looking, and she had nice big cans on her, and she had a little halter top on her and stuff. And they're like, oh, my God. I said, I'm a doctor. Hold on. And so I was giving her a examination, you know, and they called the ambulance, and 911 got there, and somebody shined a light in my eyes. I was like, get that, light, that damn light out of my eyes. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry, doc. And I look up, and it's a freaking police officer. Uh-oh. I'm like, oh, shit. And so... He's, he's like, get back out of the way. He's a doctor. He knows what he's doing. And this guy I went to high school with, and I graduated three months earlier with this guy. He goes, God damn, I didn't know Jeff was a doctor. <laughs> oh, you dumbass. We graduated high school three months ago. And now I'm a fucking quick. doctor. Fucking ambulance got there and shit. They got there, and I kind of stuck the back of the crowd. And I got in the car, and I was like, we got to get the fuck out of here before I get in trouble now. He's been working on this girl. <laughs> yeah. Well, was a doctor at the yeah. party. Why is he in worse shape than the balcony? <laughs> right. But I did to put a light. I said, get that light out of my fucking eyes. Yeah. I'm sorry, Doc. I look up as a cop. I'm like, oh shit, where'd he come from? It's that bootleg doctor that killed her. <laughs> I'll never forget that guy saying that. I didn't know Jeff, I didn't know Stanfield was a doctor. What the fuck? <laughs> Some people are born backwards, oh. and that fucking guy definitely was. <laughs> I ain't so sure that's not the same guy I didn't see riding on a fucking huffy in Wichita Falls yesterday. <laughs> I'm serious. Look just like I was trying to add 40 years to the guy, and I thought, oh, that might be him. <laughs> but true story, never do, never will forget that shit. You could have got me too, Jeff. That huh? You could have got me too. Uh, oh, yeah, man. I could have at that time. Yeah. It it seems like that hasn't happened to too many people recently. Yeah. As we all say very confidently. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so uh what did I say today that could offend people who are easily to offend? I well, it. We've got an hour and forty eight minutes of offending shit on this podcast. So oh, well, we're hitting we're hitting our stride. That's a that's a good thing to do. Before we get off here, I think this has been pretty clean. I don't know. <laughs> There's been some ones where I'm like, I listen to them, I'm like, yeah, somebody may not have said that. I don't know. I think we've been we have offended most of the people we're going to offend, though, because I don't get as much bad stuff as I used to. But what still makes me nervous is when a local older lady will tell me, oh, I listened to y'all's podcast the other day, and I'll be like, oh, God. Which one did you hear? Oh, please. Yep. Tell me, did you That's listen? why Logan and Rebel, when they like, we went to Patreon so nobody could listen to it. Right. We can control, we control who's who Like, very smart. They got their asses chewed. One of those guys got their asses chewed. Yeah. Well, we uh, we'll have we we have had some older people come up in town talk to me about listening to podcasts. And some of them, a guy told me the other day, him and his wife listen to him at night in bed, laying. That's what they listen to before they go to sleep. And I thought, yeah, they're pretty cool. That's how they go they to can, bed at night? They can. You could have sex. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you could listen to yeah. Andy talking about blah. Oh, fuck. <laughs> that Andy. Listen, I don't think like yeah. I don't think listening to you guys would put me in much yeah. of a romantic mood. Uh, no, no, she, she, did, she did say she goes, "Oh, Andy makes me moist." <laughs> she didn't say. There you go, Andy. <laughs> moist. I'm the moist maker. World famous. Moist maker. And the moist. Put putting getting women we, in the can mood. Can we stop world famous in the intro? Can it be the moist, the moist maker, maker Andy Shaver from now on? Just hand her over to me, and I'll get her there for you, buddy. You can you can finish her off. I'll get her halfway there. Bat and clean up. Bat and clean Bat up. Bat and clean up. That's right. What were you going to ask me? I don't even remember. Okay, before we get off, of here, <laughs> I was gonna ask, I've got to ask you that, one important question. And I can't remember what the fuck it was, so I guess it really doesn't matter. I guess it wasn't that important at all. That's I, pretty anticlimactic. As yeah. a uh, as a yeah. chef, do you ever make beef jerky yourself? Yeah, delicious. Andy's, sta- a- Andy's father-in-law... Who is kind of he's good with money. He's kind of tight like Andy is kind of. He makes it with ribeyes, don't he? He has before. And boy, it is really, really, really good. Yeah. 
but I mean, it yeah, wasn't. any of those really like tender cuts make really, really good jerky. Like if you take a shitty cut and make jerky out of it, like it's not going to be as good. But if you take like a ribeye, clean the fat off of it, do it with a tenderloin. The the bison farmer he makes bison jerky. If you guys come up, we'll go to the bison farm. If you come up, we'll do dinner at the bison farm. I'll set it up with him. He's the best guy in the entire. That'd be world. fun. That'd be really cool to do. That would be a damn cool deal. Um. It, it's yeah, a lot. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a lot leaner cool cut of shit. meat, isn't it? It doesn't have like the marbling. It's leaner. It's it's leaner. There's almost no marbling in it. Um, it's more nutrient dense than beef. It's it doesn't leave you with that like fat feeling. You don't need to eat as much of it because it's so nutrient dense. It's and it's delicious. Like you open the bag and like you open like a when you, you know, open it, it like smells like blueberries. Like, really, it's the weirdest. It's the yeah, dark red. It's delicious. Now, do you eat liver? Yeah. Yeah. You do on purpose. Yep, absolutely. Mm. How are you? Well, I, I worked at a I worked at a restaurant. We were smoking busy, and for the for the uh, the elderly clientele, we had uh, liver and onions mashed on mashed potatoes with bacon on the menu. And like, I would take these little buns that we had. I'd grill a piece of liver, caramelized onions, bacon, and like mashed potatoes in there, and that's what I'd eat for dinner. Really? Because it was fast, nutrient dense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lots of iron in there, give you a good good kick of energy, and it's delicious. I, I love beef. I've never personally had beef liver. Jeff does not like beef liver, so I did not grow up eating beef liver, Oof, and I've no. never made it on my own either. But no, it's one of those things that in that generation of people who like grew up with parents that cooked beef right. liver, it's like like my dad, he hated like he was a duck hunter, he hated wild because mm-hmm. like they would cook it in this really weird way. And then one day I was like, let's just eat a couple of ducks. So we did. And he's like, this is really good. It's like yeah, like. Anything that you have cooked by somebody that's, that's like sort of like a, a less approachable thing, you have to have it cooked by somebody who knows what they're doing, mm-hmm. right? Like eating beef liver from like somebody's grandmother is going to be fucking awful. Did, did Ron ever make <laughs> you beef liver, Jeff? Fuck no, I wouldn't eat that nasty shit. But did he make it at the house? Because he loved beef liver. I don't, I don't think he so. Liver, Him and Ed made it here one day. Oh, they did? Like I come in here, I was like, God dang, who died in the fucking lodge? Or oh, making liver, you want some? <laughs> Hell no. That's all, that's all <laughs> nasty shit. But, but in the 70s, as a kid growing up in the 70s, liver was not that unusual. Liver and onions was co- pretty common. People made it no, a lot. Liver and onions is delicious. Oh, oof. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get people who ask me for it every now and then. Like, you should put it on the menu. And it's like, fuck that. I'll bring a couple slices in for you, cook it for you. No, no problem. Yeah, absolutely. I'd love to do that for you. So have you, so have you done the, the buffalo liver yet? No, I haven't. There you go. I don't know if he gets them. Right. I should ask him though. Because like that, I should get some heart. Because like that's a whole be a big one. thing. Like you were talking about with like the iron and stuff like that. So yeah, you never know. They're making it. They're. I should ask him. I don't know because they're yeah. making capsules out of it, selling beef liver or buffalo liver. I'm sorry. Buffalo liver in a capsule. Yep. Yeah, that'd be kind of cool. I know he. Uh, I know he. You can get the hides and stuff if you want to buy them. Um, I've always want. I want one of those. I actually want to. I, I want to go black bear hunting. That's my. That's on my bucket list. Oh. Jeff, yeah. you put on yeah, a yeah, buffalo yeah. hide, no didn't t- you? And you thought you were gonna fall over? Yeah, I wore a buffalo hide. I hunted with some old mountain men back. Oh shit! I was 18, 19 years old. Went waterfowl hunting, and this guy gets out of the truck. And he's got on just like regular clothes, and it was cold. It was freaking snow on the ground. And I go, "You're asking freeze." Oh yeah, boy. He had jumped off with a buffalo robe. He wore that fucker hunting and stuff, and it was just kind of went over his head and around him and shit. And so I go, 
that's the bitch keep you warm. So, oh, hell yeah, you'll burn up in that thing. And so we quail hunted. He goes, hell, you wear it while you quail hunt. And I walked about 100 yards at some of a bitch. I was fucking fat like, or sweating like a fat kid at the prom, boy. It's like, shit. Jesus. Man, that's, a that's a heavy duty piece. Of, that, that kept a lot of people alive during the Indian days back in the day. I'm telling you. Yeah, uh, yeah, it would definitely be super, super warm. That's, uh, yeah, that'd be really, really warm. The guy probably wasn't worth his weight in anything trying to pick up birds or be helpful. Like, I got this buffalo you know, hide on. I can't bend over. No, he had his own. Yeah, yeah, sorry, guys. He had the black powder gun and everything. He'd shoot once, boom, and I'd shoot bam, 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 back before I shot over under. And I thought, I bet he's jealous I ain't oh. shooting a black powder gun. Mm-hmm. But they were true to their yeah. callings. It's like guys. Cool. It's like guys who shoot ten gauges. Like if you shoot ten gauges, you're on the other side of the blind. Like don't don't. Come you know what's crazy is the want... people that still want boss ten gauge. Yeah, there's a there's you, a there's a mar- there's a small big market. group of group of, there's a group of guys that love that shit. All right. I just I can't. I'm really into twenty gauges right now. I like I like my twenty gauge. Actually, you know what? I gotta say a thank you to like a bunch of people on that podcast page because I was trying to source parts for an old Browning shotgun. Did you get them? Uh, I got them. <laughs> like some some like twenty minutes after the thing was posted, he like hey hey check this out like it's probably not on the website but just call the guy like whatever I called him that day I had the part. I'm telling you right now so, if you have a problem our private podcast page, man you can solve any yes, problem. I tell people all the time. I, I had a guy call me the other day that was out here had someone broke down in a vehicle but it, we were we were going somewhere and it was three hours from me but I said you, this is what you need to call but I tell people all the time if you're traveling anywhere in the United States and something happens, if you'll say something, Hey, I'm in, you know, BFE, North Dakota, somebody on that page is from close to there and they know somebody that can help you. And most of the yeah. people on oh, there, yeah. outside of Dan Reese, everybody else on there is a really good person. Yeah. So anyways, it works and we've good. not really promoted that either. So like, like you kind of got to be, I don't know. You got, you kind of got to be like in the bowels of Facebook to even find it. So, but it's the big honker podcast, private page. Private you got to answer two questions. Yeah. You know, it was all kinds of stuff. We'll do some, we do some giveaways on there. Like we do our new Patreon account, but it's a really good thing to listen yeah, to. I think I just fucked up that. I think I just fucked up the Facebook group. Yeah. You know, anybody who wasn't, if you weren't in it by now, we're good. Don't we be, don't need you. We don't, don't want to bargain it down now. All right, Roy, we, yeah, we, we appreciate you being on here, and I'll be in touch with you about us maybe coming up there in late September. But you take care of yourself. Cool. God bless you. Uh, Thanks for coming on here. It's been a lot of fun, as always. Yeah, yeah I like God sa- always God good. save the king, that goofy little wormy bastard. <laughs> no. no. Not at all. <laughs> we'll talk to you all later, right, See you, bud. Bye. Thanks, bud. Bye. See ya. Got it. All right, Jeff's got to make a call. We appreciate everybody that has tuned in. So, yeah, you can go. We do have a closed Facebook group. It is uh, the Big Hunker Podcast group, I think, is all that it's called. So pretty easy to find. There's two questions. Do you listen to the podcast? What's your favorite episode? That was to keep the robots out. And, uh, you know, pretty easy. Answer those two questions. You're in. And then... That's it. So that is a private Facebook page. And we've also got the Patreon going on. That is behind the scenes clips. And we've also got a cool giveaway with that that we're going to announce soon. Oh, what else? Season two of the first family of waterfowl will come out July 20th. 
It will be on YouTube, and so that is where you can find it. Go to our pod, go go to our YouTube channel, the Big Honker Podcast, and then just scroll down. I've got everything uh, pretty well organized to where you just scroll down. Season one is there already. Four episodes. Uh, this season is going to have more than four episodes, uh, and it is very very cool. I saw the we watched the first episode uh, last week, and the first episode's really really good. So be looking for that on July twentieth. Uh, what else? July 28th, 29th. I will be at squad fest for the third, uh, annual squad fest. So come see me out there. They've got calling contests. They've got a dinner Friday night. It's going to be a very, very good time. So if you are in the St. Louis area, come out squad fest. I'd love to see you out there. Uh, other than that, stay safe. Summer is, uh, dwindling down. So, uh, if you're traveling, getting in that last minute vacation, stay safe on the road. And, uh, Thanks for listening. Goodbye, everybody. Check out our sponsors. Go check out Hemp Hill Farm uh, for all of your CBD needs. Listen, we're getting older and shit is starting to ache. CBD can help. Boss Shot Shells, Pacific Calls, Dive Bomb Industry, Dirty Duck Coffee, Shin Gear, Looking Glass Podcast, Lucky Duck, Ducks Unlimited, Double T British Kennels, Mossberg, Sample Outfitters, and Alpha Outdoor Specialists.